It is another Sunday evening, which means it's Chair Shot Podcast time. The boys are back in town, as they often are, to talk about all the usual fun and games that you come to expect. Chair Shot Podcast. I am one of your hosts, rocking out here of a Sunday evening. It's me, Mr. Barry Murphy. How you doing, listeners? Joining us, as always. First of all, pressing the buttons over there is Mr. Paul Griffin. <laughs> cool. I don't know if Beavis and Butthead would enjoy this podcast. I think it's pretty fair to say oh, they would, they would oh, in fact, think it's stupid. Uh, yes. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> that podcast sucks. <laughs> uh, bring back a life cup. <laughs> <laughs> and that other little voice there you heard there, the proverbial uh, Beavis to Paul's Butthead, is Mr. Joe Towner. All right, lads. I was just wondering, I don't know if you guys heard about that chat between an AI Joe Rogan and an AI Steve Jobs that uh, someone put out. You heard no, of that? No, I didn't. I did not hear oh, that. It was this whole video. It was supposedly Steve Jobs appearing on Joe Rogan's podcast, but they were actually both AI. And I was kind of wondering if they replaced the three of us with AI. Mm. Would anyone notice? Uh, yeah, or I mean. Have we yeah. done it already? Oh, mm. there you go. And this is the type of thing we would talk about that the AI would be like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all, all, and our, our, you know, biting kind of fourth wall breaking jokes that everyone's kind of come to expect and love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the robots would be all about that. Yeah, yeah that'd be especially nice for weeks where one or more of us is away. We just bring mm. in the the Barry AI. Yeah, uh, but it, the thing about that is it's just kind of like it's a bit soulless and we're all about the soul here on this. Yeah. I know, but the AI would be an improvement on that. How are you talking about the AI? You son of a bitch. What is this? Friggin' Blade Runner or something. Oh, um, there's origami happening. Oh, no. I really, I didn't. It's not really a spooky season film, but I kind of really want to rewatch the most recent Blade Runner since I got the new TV. Ooh, I have it on Blu-ray, and let me tell you, Barry, it's a nice-looking movie. I imagine it looks quite well. I imagine it looks yeah. quite well. I, no, I haven't put it on the uh, on my new TV yet. Mm. Like, I was impressed when I watched it on, in the, for, the cinema, and then in when the I cinema, rewatched yeah. it at home on a smelly TV. So, I'm yeah, that probably looks super good um, with HDR blasting all that goodness. All them yeah. colors into your eyes, yeah. Um, yeah, so we will, on the subject of movies and things looking good and all that, we'll, we'll be talking about movies and telly later. Mm. All right, but before we do, we, we do all that, it's time. Beep, 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 It's the news, see? As I just dropped my phone for the second time, the show's been on the air for about 30 seconds, and Barry's already dropped his phone twice. Do yeah, Bush, I'll get it for you. <laughs> Alrighty, news, 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 news that you care about. Uh, coming out of the wrestling this week, uh, we did have uh, yet another un- unfortunate and untimely injury in the AEW world uh, with Hangman Page. Um, uh, the match between Page and Moxley coming to a stop, seemingly impromptu uh, uh, due to an injury to Hangman Page, and a quite nasty. I, I thankfully, I-, I got around to watching Dynamite after it. it- it had kind of been confirmed that he was like, all right. Do you know what I mean? But um, mm. a very unusual few minutes of TV, the type of TV that really makes you think, oh, something, something's gone awry here. Um, but yeah, it seems like, I don't want to say just a concussion, because that can be quite bad, obviously. But, uh, you know, no serious neck issues or or, mm. or, or anything more serious than that. So yeah, uh, uh, Mox hit Paige with a big lariat, turned him inside out, 
Hangman seemed to land on his head. Uh, and then the, the sort of match very abruptly came to a stop. So, yeah, what did you make of that, lads? Were you watching it live, or did you know what the deal was, or, or what did you think? No, I don't often watch Dynamite live, um, work in the morning and that. But I did watch it not knowing what had happened. So okay. it was kind of a semi-live experience, I suppose. Okay. Um, yeah, so he hits Mox with Lariat. Mox then comes out of the corner, hits him with one. And I haven't watched any great analysis of what happened or anything like that. But it looked like the 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 bump they usually take off that, you know, the big Rikishi style. I think Rikishi was the first I ever saw do it. The kind of whisper in the wind style turning flip bump. Mm, yeah. It looked like he didn't even get close to making a full rotation, which makes me think, okay, did was he kind of out from the first impact almost? Um because obviously with the momentum to take that bump, they're obviously moving in that direction before they take the impact from the other wrestler. So I wonder if if that's where the damage was done. And then yeah, if you slow it down, look, watching him take the bump, which you really don't want to do when people get hurt like this. But um, yeah, it looked like he the first contact with the mat was with his head as well. Yeah, so maybe maybe a double a double bump. Yeah, I would heard about. It. I only watched um, Dynamite yesterday, so I'd heard all about it. But it was um, it was weird watching it because it after seeing everyone's tweets, it it was like he you know fallen off a balcony and landed on his head whereas when you watch it it doesn't look like that big a deal it's just from a cl- no. bump off a clothesline so I'm like Jesus what happened but then yeah once you know it's okay it wasn't wasn't so scary but um, yeah I think they, they kind of handled it as well as they could obviously it was a very abrupt finish and they had like 5-10 minutes of TV left yeah um, but I think they did well enough so uh, yeah hopefully he's back soon done another injury it's been a real st- string of bad luck for AEW this year I mean the injuries, people throwing their toys out their pram. Yeah, people people wanting to leave. It's uh, yeah, very t- very tough year. Hopefully, twenty twenty three is better. Yeah, I mean, we'll obviously talk about the show itself, but in the immediate aftermath of the injury, there's definitely a weirdness. Um, in, in from from the commentators and the even Moxie and everyone in the ring, there was definitely a kind of deer in the headlights obviously hoping that hangman's okay but also what do we do now <laughs> we're live mm. folks yeah i think they did a great job in uh finishing out the show uh whatever the last seven or eight minutes they had with uh mjf coming down they had their little back and forth which made me think how close were they to the finish of the match anyway yeah um because I'm not sure whether they were potentially going to hang on to the uh, MJF cashing in the chip uh, for next week or something. Obviously, the plan would be going to the pay-per-view. I don't think they would have made that much of an audible. But whether they pushed that segment forward to this week to kind of round out the show, or whether they plan to do that anyway. And, yeah, I mean, the fact that it was so well performed, <laughs> seemingly impromptu, made me think that potentially that that was what the end of the show was going to be anyway. And that yeah. maybe they were very close to the end of the match when the injury took place. Because it was really only two minutes of of real dead air. Two or three. When Hangman was being stretchered out and before Moxie got on the mic. But yeah, I mean, 
thankfully he's he seems seemingly okay and yeah i think they did well to uh kind of cover for it yeah and and it's kind of one of those like you know again working under the assumption that what he what he has is a concussion that will not keep him out of for any extended period of time hopefully it won't um with that said if it is you know if that's all it is then one of those ones where it kind of worked out to the betterment of the story because i think the hangman character you know he i think he was definitely going to lose because that's kind of his deal he is the kind of perennial kind of slip at the final hurdle but i think the uh uh, you know, just the valiant kind of knocked out without getting pinned or or, or, or tapping out is you know it's it's a, it's a good thing for the hangman character. But you know, not 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 a big priority amidst his health concerns. But if he is okay to come back fairly soon, then that, I think that actually positions him quite well to have another title match in the near future. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I thought he was great in the match as well. I mean, I, I you know I think we we talked a lot about the misfires of his title reign, but I really I really think um, uh, he did well. Uh, uh, trying to hang with, you know, the man, you know, who's Moxley. A lot of of fire in his his performance. Right from the beginning with that moonsault off the the thing, which was incredibly dangerous, but was fine. Shades of Sting. Yeah. Very good. No, the match was excellent. Excellent match. Unfortunate that it ended that way and will no doubt have Dutch Mantel tweeting about it for... The rest. Ah, uh, yes. He's really he's really fell off these days. He's Rough. he's a proper crack cracker. Was that, I don't know what I was going to say. I think <laughs> I mean, I say he, you're not wrong. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I was trying to say that he's cracked. He's a he's right honky that fella. He, he's a bit of a, he is a cracker. I mean that he's he's a certifiable cracker. But anyway, uh, sticking with AE Dub, uh, we had a possible development in the in the real ongoing story of, of of the year probably the second biggest story behind the, the whole vince thing uh development in the in the punk elite fallout so uh there was a little bit of news in the observer but i suppose an important piece of context before the observer hit on friday was that the news broke that a steel was fired uh so he has been let go from uh, uh aew uh with that news, people then kind of started to say, okay, well, presumably then the investigations have concluded and decisions have been made and let's see what happens. And then sure enough, when the Observer hit on Friday, the story was that uh, it seems as though the winds are blowing towards uh, Punk getting some kind of contract buyout, you know, some sort of financial settlement to um, uh, uh, not return in ring. And that the sticking point on the old negotiations would be a non-compete clause, which is very, very funny because the only place he could go would be WWE, which I still I still am doubtful he would even want to bother going back. But I suppose Tony wants that locked down and secured. Um, and yeah, nothing, nothing super official just yet, but that is just the, the latest whisperings on that. And, um, and then I, I suppose just kind of speculation on where that leaves the elite. I guess you would have to assume uh if punk goes then presumably they can uh, they can moonwalk back in um uh you know uh, hey guys you all love us right you know the locker room loves the elite um yeah kenny's got here with another tight five he's gonna do to to raise everyone's spirits um yeah so that's that's the update what are we making on the uh the lay of the land for aew going forward if if that all pans out to be true which maybe it will maybe it won't i mean uh, 
I'm glad they're going to get it over with because I feel like this has hung over the company a little bit the last six weeks. How long has it been? Six weeks? I can't remember when that was. Yeah. feels like about six years. <laughs> the It would be good to kind of have some clarity on it. I think Ace still was always going to get fired. Like You can't genu- generally bite people and stay employed. Yeah. So that was probably always going to happen. I was hopeful that they would manage to get all of them back, you know, that they could smooth it over and it would, I don't know, maybe with Punk out injured, um, you know, time heals all wounds. But then on the other hand, obviously CM Punk is incredibly uh, <laughs> grudge-bearing, <laughs> just un- generally unhappy man, it seems, a lot of the time. It just, uh, I don't know. I don't really know what he wants. Um, so, yeah, but if, if we get the Elite back, I mean, that's a bonus. Would be nice to get Punk back, but well, after what he did, I can see why they wouldn't really want him back in, in many regards. Yeah, that's why I said this isn't a hey, look how right I am, but that was my point immediately after the fallout of All Out with the brawl out. Um, was look, you can't, you can't be. I think I think it's not only the fight, but even the way he handled himself at the press conference was like, yeah. completely out of, out of control and massively unprofessional. And uh, it's funny because we had a very similar situation this week when Cristiano Ronaldo stomped his way up the Old Trafford uh, sideline after <laughs> refusing to come on as a substitute. Mm. And uh, yeah, and he had to be made uh, an example of. What did they Tony- do? They said uh, very publicly that he hadn't refused to come on as a sub and he's going to go train for a while with the young lads. He's not going to train with the first team and he was dropped for the, dropped for the big Chelsea game. Well, hang on, because I, so I, I, I heard some, you know, I, I follow enough football fans that I was broadly aware that this had happened mm-hmm. and I was, I was going to wonder what the consequences are. But surely that's a bit, uh, you know, WCW suspending Kevin Nash with his seven bajillion payday still intact. Uh, like, well, uh, like, I mean, if he's, if he's thrown a strop and he doesn't want to play it a certain way and <laughs> they like, put him oh, on commentary, I, I tell you, I'll tell you what, brother. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to go down to fucking with them Shaw with the youngsters and, and kick a ball around for your, your seven bajillion dollars a month. I mean, why, why he's yeah, but not... he wants to play. He wants to play. Okay. That's he what, wants to play. He wants to be the main man. He wants to play. He wants to score goals. Okay. Like, that's why he didn't want to come on in the first place. Cause he's like, fuck you. I'm not coming on for two minutes. Cause I'm Cristiano Ronaldo. Right. It's like, well, yeah. Bitch, score some more goals then and fucking learn how to press. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, Ronaldo seems very focused. You know where, where players will say, or, or maybe in a post-match interview, you know, you scored a great goal. Yes, it was a good goal, but more important is the three points. To Ronaldo, the individual, <laughs> okay, okay. Far yeah. more important. He wants to score the most goals of any player ever, which he has done at club level already. Um, so yeah, he wants to get on and score a load of goals. The problem is that he's like Kevin Nash. He... Uh, is uh, far past it now and moves to speed the glacier. Yeah. yeah. And not to, not to poke fun of Kevin Nash, because obviously in other news, there was obviously very oh, bad yeah. news on the Kevin Nash side. We, of course. We, yes. we are anyway huge Kevin Nash fans. On yes, no, we love so Kevin Nash. No, we love Kevin Nash. There is no ill will towards Kevin Nash, and there never would be. But, um, yeah, I mean, Ronaldo is... <laughs> the fact of the matter is, there was a, I think there was a statistic on during the Chelsea game, which was like, Goals scored with Ronaldo in the team and goals scored without him this season. It was like two and a half times more goals scored when he's not in the team. Mm. When he's on the team, okay. Yeah, because he's just he's like an anchor. He just doesn't run. He's like having 10 players. <laughs> okay. Um, 
And yeah, it just went, when I saw that whole thing start to happen, what it reminded me of was the punk situation where, you know, Ronaldo went into business for himself. Um, he was talking about how uh, young Luke Shaw shares a bank account with his mother. <laughs> um, you know, so th- there was definite parallels there. And, you know, I think uh, Ten Hag made somewhat of a stronger stance and statement than, than Tony Khan did. Mm. Which understandably, Tony, you know, there was legalities of play and all that. But all in all, I think Ronaldo's got to go at the end of the day. And I think Punk's got to go at the end of the day. Um, Not that there wasn't stuff before, but you saw in the fallout of the Punk situation, there's a fight every week. People can't get on. Like beforehand, it seemed like everything was was groovy, you know? So sometimes it just takes one bad Bad apple to... uh, to ruin the bushel. So yeah. it is what it is. It's, it's very sad. Year. It because was a good year. It was a good year anyway. It's, it's very sad because you, you think back to uh, the first dance sad. at Rampage. Oh, oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And even his, his run was great. Yeah, Got injured, other, unfortunately. Well, that, that's, that was the thing I was going to say as well. Two really bad injuries in the space of a few months. I kind of wonder how long his body would hold up working in AEW right. anyway, you know what I mean? He's, he was out for, what was it, two, three months with the foot. He's going to be out six to nine months with the, the arm injury. Mm. He's going to be, what, 44, 45 by the time he comes back? Yeah. I don't know. It's a hard-hitting style. It's not, you know, it's... it's yeah, just, and he doesn't want to go in, he doesn't want to go in and do, you know, late career Hogan smoking mirrors. He wants to do a trendy AEW match. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you say, you know, he'll be fucking 45 by the time he gets healthy. Um, Two huge injuries uh, in quick succession. You know, these aren't all coincidences. I think it's, I think it's, you know, I think he's, he's, he's pretty physically worn, um, which is, which is a shame. Not, not to say that it, listen, if he, listen, if I, if I, well, I don't know, because there's the there's the symbolism of taking him back. That's what that means. I mean, I'm kind of like if I if he said, "Look, let's just forget all this bullshit and I'll come back." I would. I feel like I would still take him back in a heartbeat well, yeah. if I was yeah. if I was Tony Khan. But it's just it's not that simple, you know. Well, I think he would, and I think it is that simple. But Punk won't mm. ever do that because he's too proud and too stubborn and pig-headed. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to his WWE days, from what we hear. You know, all it would take, surely all it would take is get him in a room. Lads, come on, get it together. Ronaldo, apologize to the boys. <laughs> and, you know, sh- shake hands and let's be professionals here. You don't need to, you know, you're not going to Cucamonga for Christmas dinner, you know? <laughs> but just fucking wo- <laughs> just work together for... Oh God! How annoying must the young bucks be at Christmas? Oh my God! I, what would, I would rather go anywhere else on the planet than that. Oh my God! But just work together for a couple of hours once a week. Like I don't know yeah. why everyone just can't do that and be professional. And it's because you know, from from the um, this press conference where. Everyone was the problem except CM Punk. Well, maybe yeah. if everyone is the problem except you, then maybe you're the problem. And there seems to be a little bit of that at play. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll move on next week. Uh, before, yeah, I suppose before we, we segue out of the, the wrestling news, obviously, 
a uh, very sad story. The family of Kevin Nash put out a statement there saying that his uh, his son uh, had passed away this week, which is very, very sad. They haven't specified the details of it. Just 26 years of age. Very sad. Apparently, he was working on the podcast. So that was a, that was kind of a, a project of his. And apparently, yeah. obviously, he and Kevin were, were very, very close. Super sad. So obviously, uh, you know, condolences and lots of love to Kevin and all the family uh, and everyone who knew him. So yeah, very sad. Yeah, lost Scott Hall this year as well. Obviously, yes. I mean, talk about like how how pay, how how would I mean a terrible year for Kevin? Obviously, um, uh, I did. I have. I didn't stick with his his podcast, but I did listen to the first episode where he talked. You know, very fondly. They they, they weren't super more, but kind of just did a real big kind of Scott Hall. You know, uh, memory lane uh, episode, which I'm sure was quite cathartic for him. But obviously, yeah, terrible, 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 terrible uh, situation there. Um, in the in the sort of uh, uh, sort of tangential kind of wrestling, but not really wrestling side of news, I suppose we have we have Dwayne the Rock Johnson related news. Uh, Black Adam did come out um, this past weekend, or I guess Thursday. Now now movies launch on Thursdays, and that's the, that's quote unquote the weekend launch or whatever. Um, and yeah, pretty uh, pretty uh, you know good, but not amazing. Uh, um, Box office performance seems to be the gist uh, with uh, uh, 67 million domestic and a worldwide total of uh, what was it here? I have the variety piece here in front of me. If I can just put my readers on and find the fucking figure I was just looking at uh, 140 million uh, was the global weekend take. So, you know, 63 for, a, you know, a big DC superhero film sounds like, you eh. That, is that amazing? But you know, that's that's a pretty healthy worldwide figure. Um, it did have a massive budget of just under two hundred million. Um, uh, that's a, that's a tasty old budget. But you know what? I mean, I think we said this last week. You'd fucking know it because there's not there is not a bus or a billboard that does not have mm. the Rock's face on it currently. Um, so so yeah. So I would imagine that's two, and that's obviously that's two hundred million before a penny of marketing. Uh, which uh, using using the old red letter boys rule typically double double the production budget again for 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 marketing um yeah and uh it's a good thing that that people are filling up cinemas to go and see it because folks we got a live one we got a for the fans Dwayne (laughs) film here um uh he's back he's back yeah he did tweet with the uh the audience score from Rotten Tomatoes you forgot to put the critic score Dwayne why did you craft that by yeah. mistake and and it's just so funny like like clockwork because it was like we talk we talk about this all the time they do these companies they do the big fucking get get the nerd crew freaks in to do to do an initial screening and then the, all the reactions from that screening are always it's not like anything you've ever seen before Dwayne steals the show electric thrilling all action uh fun fest and then yeah, it's roller coaster and, and and they and like all the marketing and, and rock and everyone involved talks about that as the initial reviews quote unquote but then when the actual reviews come out it's like when they let like the the the, the humble meager little critics see the film uh, and as soon as those ones came out then the, the the phrase for the fans started getting churned out a lot on uh on Twitter, and I earlier today, he was like, "This is incredible! This is like the most famous man on the planet," and he's like quote tweeting people with thirty followers who are saying the film is good. And I was just like, "Oh God, have a bit of decorum, sir." Um, but yes, it does not see. I mean, it's not getting savage. It's not like it's a venom or anything like that. I mean, it's coming in sort of on the lower end of middling. Seems to be the the 
the take. I mean, I, mm-hmm. and I feel like I mean, I don't know about you, but when when I watched that first full trailer they put out, I was like, yeah, this looks like the most skippable, unimportant paint by numbers origin one of mm-hmm. these. Uh, it looks so uncompelling, but uh, yeah, it's out. I, I'll probably go see it at some stage. I mean, it's not top priority. There's other stuff out. I want to go see that um, that new Colin Farrell one and uh, Barbarians finally coming out in Irish cinemas, which had a lot of buzz from from a few weeks ago uh, for the old horror movie fans. And it's just one of those things where, as I've kind of mentioned on the podcast last week, with the house and everything else, just super busy. We've barely gone to the cinema this year. And it's kind of like if we go see one thing next week, it's pretty hard to, to, to rationalize it to the degree I go and see Black Adam uh you know i mean it's just the the it's pretty pretty hard to 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 convince myself that would be a worthwhile use of time and money but what about you boys you none of us have seen it is that correct no. i've i've seen a little bit of it how have you seen oh well yes yeah there's there's <laughs> there's there's a bit of it that i, I want to say leaked but kind of like i feel like people involved Promoted. are just talking about it. yeah they're talking was, about it that was what was funny to me is that they clearly said well, we've got this great surprise at the end where blank shows up. Uh, let's leak it just so people know to go and watch it <laughs> to see that. It's funny because end. that's even become part, like you say, become part of marketing where the messaging mm. now is for the fans, da da da, with a fucking surprise at the end. So stick around till the end. Yeah, but like, come, come, yeah, and stick, come go stick see around. it. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, not quite yes. a Blorco. It's, it's better well, than we, a Blorco. We, 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 no, we won't blorko. spoil it, obviously. No, 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 see no. It, But we'll say there is just to, to keep it vague enough that there is a Blorco scene. I mean, it's 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 because yeah, I have also seen it. It's the very typical exact thing you're thinking. It's it's um uh you know a guy shows up and <laughs> and and videos of the most annoying people on the face of the planet jumping up and down in the cinema happens. Um, there was one clip I saw. And I think honestly, I saw it, the same one. It go. made me never want to go and see the fucking film again. It was, it was, it was a reaction to that post-credit scene. Yeah, and it was someone else recording a guy in the crowd who was recording himself. You definitely saw the same one. It, yeah. I, I, I recognize this guy. He's like, a, he's like the famous fucking TikTok comic book movie guy, whatever. And I, whatever, that's his deal. Fair enough. But every time I see a clip of him, it's always just you know, watching a Spider-Man trailer and going, oh my God, it's Spider-Man! Ah! Like, you know, it's that. It's like, oh, look, right. the, look at the, you pause it here and you zoom in. That's, that's, that's the red and blue suit that he wears in Spider-Man 2. That's, do you know what I mean? It's that, it's that fucking thing. But I saw one. Another person, a couple of rows ahead of him, was recording him reacting to the post credit scene. He was also recording himself with a ring light on himself and they were in a fucking cinema. I was like, I would... Um, yeah, no, yeah, I would suicide bomb this facility if, <laughs> if I was in there and this was happening. Because I just could, not only would I not want you to live, I would also not want to live in this society. Um, oh my fucking God. Like, I just can't. This is the thing. These things make me want to not go to the cinema, but then, they, then these people win. Then the, then the people who scream and shout and film yeah. themselves at the cinema, they win. And you can't let that and happen. And then the only films at the cinema are those films. Yes. And eventually we're going to get to the stage where it's actually just kind of like, uh, uh, due to popular demand, we've, we're foregoing showing the actual film and we're just going to show you the post credit scene right now. Do you know, uh, we're getting li- little teeny tiny portions of popcorn for the 22nd thing you're about to watch. 
Um, <laughs> that would be great, actually, if cinema's offered <laughs> as a separate option. You can see the whole movie, or we're just airing the post credit scene at these times. Or I wonder, will we get to a place soon enough where it's kind of just like... You know, like like wrestling maybe is ahead of the curve because when 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 Raw or Dynamite ends, you can go on YouTube and you can get like high quality. They upload it themselves, like not the full show, but like here are the highlights of the show. But when you but when a superhero movie comes out, you know you, you have to go searching for the shaky cam, blurry leak of the of the post credit scene. One of these days, the studios are just going to be like, we're going to put this out. Okay, it made a hundred million already, so it's doing well. So let's just stick the fucking post credit scene up so that we can get a bit, so that we can get twelve hours of Twitter buzz do you know what i mean yeah, just by putting it out in revenue I, the, the batman i suppose kind of did that because they put out that joker scene that wasn't in the actual movie fair enough but that thing came out and then like a week later they put out like this fucking 4k footage that was going to be in the movie and got caught last second um uh you know so maybe maybe that is the way we're gonna go do you know what i mean mm. um but yeah so that's black adam i you know will um I feel like I'll get around to watching it at some stage, but um, you can pick up the mantle from me watching all the Dwayne Johnson movies because I I don't want it. I do not want it. I really (laughs) don't. I mean, I've watched most of the DC. That's the funny thing as well is that when the reviews hit, people are like, oh, well, you know, that's DC. I'm like, no, the last few have been all right. Like those Batman and Shazam. I like the Aquamans, uh, you know, plenty. Uh, you know, I think these uh, they're, they're actually doing all right for themselves. This is the first fucking stinker they've had in a while, but like it doesn't seem to matter. Uh, Anyway. That is the old uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson buster for the week there. Um, we will move on here. We have any life guff we want to chat about before we jump into video game news? Just just one bit of life guff from me. Got a Go haircut on. this week. Oh, yes. It's very slick. It was getting yeah. a bit... It's getting a bit long. So getting a bit it, was, it was a little Huckhausen looking. Yeah. It was, <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh. Um, so it was good, but I'd say the plate. I've gone to the same place for probably ten or twelve years now, and it's it was good. Mm. It's ba- you know basic barbers, Turkish guys. You know always give you a good haircut. Yeah. Uh, four, Fourteen quid. It's not bad price. Not bad for London. Okay. You know, not too bad. Um, went past there a month or two ago. The names changed, oh. and all the decor's been redone. And I was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. They're gonna they're gonna change it all. It's gonna be terrible. They're, jack the prices up so i thought i'm gonna have to find a new place to get my hair cut which is a which is a nightmare because i already hate going to get my hair cut it's 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 one of the worst experiences i like it i love a haircut i I just i I don't know maybe it's something to stare yourself in the mirror yeah i like the bit where they they jerk you off at the end that's the best bit (laughs) oh (laughs) 14 quid as well oh that's a great raise that is a great raise (laughs) So about, we happened to be going to the place where the barbers is uh, on Saturday. So I thought, I'll give them one shot, just just, just in case. Maybe it's good. So I went in. Um, actually, one of the guys working in there is one of the guys who worked there before. So I guess he sort of stayed on working mm. in this barbers. But I actually got the other guy who's now like the new manager or owner or whatever. Gave me the haircut. I have to say, it was, it was fantastic. Ooh. And the prices have gone up. To 17. So it was not too bad. You know, it's not, Eh. I I thought maybe 20, 17 with inflation and everything that's going on the moment. That's not too bad. You can live with with it. I will say though, the guy that cut my hair did a brilliant job. Um, Good cut. Nice. uh, Gave me a little shampoo at the end, shampoo and wash at the end, little massage of the hair and all that, all the good stuff. Um, He did not stop fucking talking for 25 Ah. minutes though. 
Yeah, Which, I, you should have said, I'll go up to 20 if you shut up. I'll do that. You know. <laughs> I I don't mind too much if, you know, if they want to have a little chat. The thing is, though, he's at one point he's, you know, blow drying my hair. So I can't hear a fucking thing he's saying. He wasn't a particularly loud guy, but I've got the I've got the hair dry going in my ear, and I'm just going, mm, yes. Yeah. Mm. Then he's got the clippers going, so they're buzzing in my ear, and he's going, and I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, it's good, yeah, it's good, mate. Um, but we got through it. He, he was he was basically talking, telling me about inflation for, for 25 oh, minutes. And I love to talk about how it, much please. he's how much he's paying for for tissues for <laughs> hair gel. For the rent, for the drinks, all this stuff. So, um, yeah, it was good to get the kind of man on the streets, you know, political view from the, straight mm. from the horse's mouth. So, but it was good. I gave him a, li- I gave him a little tip as well. I just okay. Like that's it. There you go. So, well, well done. Good job. So I will be going back. I'll be going back there. It's um, so if you know if you're in South London, it's called uh, Legends Barbers. So <laughs> oh, very only- nice. Only the uh, only legends may apply. So, but you get free free drinks as well. They they put in a little fridge with free cokes and oh, other stuff in it. Yeah, he said, "Help yourself to a drink." I said, "I'm alright." <laughs> Maybe that's where all this fucking money is going. Though. Yeah, just stop giving free drinks out. He's like doing it's like the drill tweet. It's like ten thousand dollars on coke for the little fridge. He's like, "Please help, my barbers is struggling." Uh, but no, I, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoyed season one of Legends of Barbers, so I think I'd give I'd give season two another whirl. Um, totally. You know, um, yeah. All right, that's 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 our new feature, uh, Barber Cuff, where we talk about, we rate our barbers. I mean, my old one was was very bad, but anyway. Uh, some game news this week. I was playing some spooky games. Paul, were you playing some spooky games? Um, no, no. no I'll wouldn't. talk about the games I was I've been I was playing Go later on. on. But in terms of news, since we're on the news segment, there was a, a Silent Hill showcase and a Resident Evil yes. showcase. Yeah. I suppose, so, yeah, and they are, they're both spooky, I guess. Yeah. They're spooky games. Now, Resident Evil 4, very mm. highly uh, regarded. I've still never played any form of Resident Evil 4. Uh, and I do want to play the original version. Yes. I say original, I'll play it on any system. Well, yeah, that's it. Even before this one comes out, there's 18 different versions of it you can play. So <laughs> The original, of course, on the Nintendo GameCube, which I yes. do own. Um, so I do want to play that before I play the new version. Because um, I just feel like it would be too hard to go back, do you know? Yeah, um, and like like the the these remakes they're doing, obviously they've just done two and three. Um, they're really good. They're very well reviewed, but they're they're different. Like they're yeah. they're they see they, people seem really happy with them, and I think it looks like four is going to do the same thing, which is they they walk a really fine line between honoring what they were, but they're different games, and they're they're a lot better in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, I yeah, I, I would say four probably still holds up quite well. I would definitely recommend it. You know, get it on. I'm sure it's probably like five quid on the PlayStation or something or the Xbox. Yeah. Um, Silent Hill, on the other hand, I've never had any interaction with Silent Hill, so I don't really know anything about it at all, except for the the movies and the fellow with the triangle head. Yes. Um, how was the Silent Hill? Silent Hill presentation was surprisingly good. I mean, it was Konami, so like it's been so long since they've been a real player in in the games space. Like their their sole contribution since Metal Gear Solid went went tits up has been Pro Evo slash eFootball. Yeah, which also went up in flames in its own way, you know, like last year or the year before the free to play launch yes. was very negatively received, um, including on this podcast. 
so people were very skeptical i watched it on 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 twitch i was fully i was fully expecting as i 100 they're doing they're going to do silent hill nfts absolutely they're going to put out little pyramid <laughs> man uh, uh crypto but they actually the pachinko not. machines they That's did what they, does these days. they did merch uh reveal and i was like this is it this is where they're fucking showing it this is definitely where they're showing it but the merch was actually you know it was like it was statues you know it was collector shot also one of the things they showed was actually a skateboard decks silent hill skateboard decks which is pretty funny but okay. the actual um the actual games they showed were pretty good there uh so the, the big news is very much aping the, the the craze Resident Evil has kind of kicked off with two, three, and four. They're remaking Silent Hill two, and in the style of those games, they are like from scratch making it again. Um, is basically the way it works. So it's not like you know a backwards compatible version of it or anything at all like that. Like they are making it again. Uh, the folks who made Layers of Fear and the Medium, Bluber team is their name, the Polish team, I believe they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're making it. That's somewhat controversial. Not a, a, a studio with a lot of detractors, um, which people can kind of look up for themselves. But there's quite a lot of criticism. Fair enough, they got picked. Um, they showed a trailer for it. It looked good. And yeah, again, I'm like you. I've, I've always kind of been intrigued by Silent Hill. I feel like I probably actually will stream some of it before too long. Um, uh, but I've never actually played it. Um, so yeah, so they they showed that it looked good, whatever. Um, they showed a game from one of the I can't remember the developer's name. No Code actually is the is the name of the developer, and they're one of the teams that put out games under the Annapurna video game uh, right label, which is kind of funny. It's still weird to me that Annapurna now has a video game um, uh, distribution thing, but. They're making a a standalone Silent Hill, brand new Silent Hill thing, not a not a remake or anything. And there was basically they showed a little teaser. There was nothing you could really garner from, but, but people seemed excited. I've not played any of this team's games before, so I don't know. People seemed into it, uh, and they and they showed off another new game as well that I've also uh, from from a team that people went, oh, they're cool, and I also had not heard of them. The two things that stand out to me were they showed off this thing, which apparently there's a walking dead version of this this is not the first time this has been done but basically they, there's a game coming out right and i sound like i sounded like such an old man on the stream trying to wrap my fucking head <laughs> around this tech the way it works is there it's like a live streamed game okay but the it's not on twitch but the equivalent of a twitch chat votes on like decisions for the character to make and there's like no going back and there's you know it's all locked in once the vote is done i was watching this and i honestly i was like oh i was like how does it what does this do you buy this you buy this or you go on this website what do you do with this hello i can't program the clock on my video i don't know (laughs) and i had no fucking clue what this was it's some kind of live stream thing with with uh chat room interaction and i guess you show up at a scheduled time it's not a it's not a thing you buy. It's a thing that I guess I don't. But how do they make money off of this? I don't understand. I still don't understand. It's been like a week. I don't understand this. But someone explained to me that like there's a uh, the company making it did a Walking Dead equivalent on I think like Facebook Watch or something like that. Like okay. it's it's uh, I guess it's this one of these things companies are trying out. So they did that, and then they also announced they are making a third Silent Hill film. Uh, Silent Hill, the first Silent Hill film came out like in 2006 or something, right in that you know mid-2000s craze of of trying to make game movies work. And now obviously we're kind of in a new one, like post-Sonic, where people are kind of making these work. And what I thought was like kind of admirable, if really bizarre, 
was that they're going back to the director who made the first Silent Hill film 20 years ago almost and he's making this next one as well and i and it was they spent about 20 fucking minutes talking about it which i was really surprised by they haven't announced the cast they all they showed concept images of what it might look like which is always really weird when they do that on these press conferences so like here's broadly what we're going for but yeah so um uh this french guy uh who made silent hill the first Silent Hill. They made a second one that everyone hated. I don't even know who made that, but mm. he's coming back. And the way they the way they explained it on the stream was basically that he went to Konami and said, "We're I would really love to make another one of these." And they said, "Okay." Um, uh, and basically, this film he's making, so it's definitely going to be a one-two punch with the remake. This film he's making is will be doing the events of Silent Hill Two, the game. The previous films were one hundred percent their own individual thing they were not tied in in any way other than using the license um but he's making a film version of silent hill 2 really weird i i thought i thought it was really weird that you'd go back to the same guy when you they probably could have gotten any number of like new upcoming directors or whatever but yeah it was okay it was okay it was for for a konami thing it was interesting enough i i kind of want to play silent hill one now after watching it because i was like all right they seem to be getting a bit of momentum back mm-hmm. but, um, yeah so that was that was the silent hill press conference and that was the resident evil press conference um uh on the spooky front i did play alien isolation this week uh, on stream uh, i don't have too much to say about it because uh, i got about uh between the two streams i got about three hours in and it takes that long for the Xenomorph to show up. Like, like it's very slow early on. It's like an 18-hour game. And uh, I, I was playing it, and I was enjoying it, and it was scary. You're, it's a very, very Alien 1-type experience. You're, you're pottering around a, a spooky, dusty uh, 1970s future tech spaceship. It looks great. Uh, you're all on your own. You know, this isn't a pick up a fucking, you know, assault rifle and shoot 10 million Xenomorph type thing. But um, towards the end of the second stream, I got caught by a xenomorph. I got killed by it. It's one hit kills and all this other stuff. And uh, I lost like 25 minutes of progress because they have like, a, they have ex- not exclusively, I think at the end of a level, it auto saves, but that's basically it. It's all manual saves. And so if you like, and so basically I, I, I was playing through this stealth section and I got like through like three rooms where like I'm dodging androids. And I thought that it would like auto save when you get to each room because there's a loading screen. I'm like a loading screen is surely where you would auto save. Sure. And then I got and I got to the fourth room and I meet like literally the thing loaded in and ten seconds later I got killed by a xenomorph. So I was like okay, so, so I fucked up. I died. Okay. Um, and then when it when it hit me with the, which file would you like to load? And I was looking at the timestamps and this is like twenty past nine in the evening and all the timestamps were like you know uh 20 to 9 half eight i was like what the fuck you can't be serious so um so i i for the last few minutes of the stream i just started playing smackdown and shut your mouth instead and i don't <laughs> i don't think i'll be playing any more alien which is a shame because i was actually I, I was literally just starting to get into it and then i was like i can never i'll never you know for a modern game to have things like that i can't i can't deal with that i cannot i will never replay a half hour game especially Especially when it's like, so I got this on Game Pass, and this is the this is perhaps the one negative of Game Pass. When you, if, if I paid sixty quid, I'd probably be stubborn enough to say, well, look, I I I I spent the fucking money. It's a pain in my ass, but I'll just replay the half hour I lost. But when you're on Game Pass, it's like, forget it. I can't be arsed, and I didn't pay for this. And there's ten million games on there that I can play instead. So sadly, I I don't know if I'll bother going back to Alien Isolation. But it was it was what I played of it. I enjoyed. Um, yeah. So um, that's 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 the uh, the streaming uh, spooky games for that week. And then the last thing is the the Gotham Knights is finally out. 
Uh, a lot of people are looking forward to this for a while. The first foray back into, uh, in a sense, the the world of the Arkham games since yeah. uh, when did Night come out? Twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, it's a big old pile of shite. Yeah, uh, which is very unfortunate. Uh, unanimously poor reviews. Yeah, uh, pretty much across the board. Um, important to remember, this is not the game being developed by Rocksteady anyway. That's, of course, the Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. But um, for, for fans of the Arkham games like we are, I definitely had my eye on Gotham Knights, but I don't think... I th- <laughs> from reading a few reviews, not only looking at scores, God, they seem like they would be an absolute labor to play. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and and it's just it was disappointing because it was kind of like I kind of like a lot of people. I think I was kind of like Batmaned out after that last one because I was right. like, all right, there was like seven or eight years where that was the fucking biggest thing in games, and we and and also the the second and the third one are massive as well. So you could yeah. you could have put hundreds of hours into Batmaning your way around Batman Town, um, but it had been just long enough that when this release was creeping up, I was like. You know, I could play a Batman game now. I could play an old Gotham Knights. I could absolutely give that a look. Um, and then, but I mean, everything they kind of showed of it was, I was kind of like, this doesn't look like it's it's going to hit really for me. And then the reviews hit. And yeah, like you said, if I read a little bit, I watched a little bit and, and the, it seemed pretty, seemed pretty dull, just like, you know, big, empty, open world. And it doesn't seem very well optimized. It, it's only on the next gen machines, but it doesn't seem very well optimized for them. No. Uh, lots of talk of like long loads and sketchy performance. And I saw some videos of the open world that just looks so dead. Uh, Digital Foundry did a pretty damning like side by side with Arkham Knight thing, which that is a seven year old PlayStation two, uh, 4 game. Like, PlayStation 2, uh, seven year old PlayStation 4 game. And it was like it, it like it wasn't even close the 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 sort of the level of of like visual fidelity, just you know life on the streets and the water and the effects and all this other stuff. Yeah, um, yeah it kind of just which and actually Arkham Knight is actually on Game Pass, so I was kind of thinking, oh, I'll just like download it and just start a fresh save on that. Even I wouldn't even come close to finishing it, I'd imagine, but just to just to it mess with it, it's, it's, it's a it's a great game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bummer. Really, really disappointing. Um, I think I think I'd maybe give it a look if it if it washed up on PS Plus or Game Pass eventually. I might give it an Algander, but uh, pretty disappointing. Yeah. Right. That's all the news we have for you this week. Okay. Um, go on. What's next? I don't know. Uh, do we have some cues of some kind? Oh, we have a quiz. Ah, oh, Joe's come through clutch again. We got a quiz, baby. This is a um, a championship quiz. Uh, those of you who follow, as I'm sure everyone does, the Chairshot Podcast Twitter account uh, will have seen that I have a running thread um, counting every single championship belt that appears on AEW television, mm. um, something I started a few months ago. So this quiz is going to be for you two to name oh, no. those championships. <laughs> okay. So there are, let me just double check. I've got my spreadsheet here. Um, there are 27 different championships that have appeared on AEW t- television since okay. it began. Um, you are going to take it in turns to pick any one of those 27 that you want to or can pick, remember? Yeah. Uh, and you will get one point for every correct answer. Okay. 
Once you get it correct, you will also then get the chance to name everyone that has appeared on AEW television with that belt. Okay. So as as many as there are, you can get bonus points. So that's 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 the rules. Pretty simple. Okay. Um, only caveats, not not including um, archive footage. Obviously, I'm talking about people that have actually been on the TV with the belt. Right. And secondly, if you get an, a bonus point wrong, you forfeit all of your bonus points. So, and just to clarify sure, as well, yeah. are we counting the 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 AEW Ring of Honor pay per views? Uh, no, just just AEW. not the Ring of Honor brand, just AEW brand pay per views in TV. Okay, yeah. okay. So who would like to go for? Actually, no. I'll t- I'll cost a cost a toy. <laughs> I'll cost a toy to make it fair. Um, I have here a memory card to toss. Uh, who wants <laughs> Paul? You can call it. Do you want the sticker side or the blank side? Uh, give me the uh, the sticker side. Sure. Okay. It was the blank side. So oh, Barry chooses. Do you want to go like first? First, I assume. I go first. Yeah. Okay. So after you. And I, I'm allowed. Oh, this is probably a stupid question. I can pick the AEW titles, right? Any any title. Okay, AEW I will pick the otherwise. the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Ooh, go for it. Okay, since so that's inception. correct. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. You get one point. One point on the board already. Excellent. Okay, I will say Chris Jericho. Correct. John Moxley. Correct. Kenny Omega. Correct. Hangman Adam Page. Correct. Uh. Uh, fucking uh, CM Redacted Punk. Correct. Uh, and that's it, isn't it? That's all the champions, I believe. You want to stop there? Am I forgetting one? Uh, well, yeah, no, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll stop there. Uh, you were correct to stop there, Barry. You got all Okay. Of so you started <laughs> off with uh, six points when you first go there. Beautiful. Very good. Beautiful. So over, over to you, Paul. Oh, I, th- I didn't realize you get points per champion. Yeah, then, for okay. everyone you get it. So that's why picking the right belt, obviously. Is yeah. It? Okay. Let me go for. Well. Let me go. Oh, is it a risk? Well, I remember our champions. Let me go. AEW TNT Championship. Okay, one point okay. there for the. Uh, so we have, uh, the American Roller Coaster himself, Cody Rhodes, multiple time champion. Correct. We have, the late great. Brody Lee. Correct. Uh, yes, sir. We have Miro. Miro. Good pull. Good pull. We have Sammy Guevara. Correct. Scorpio Sky. Yes. Correct. Wardlow. Mm. Correct. And let me think if I'm forgetting anybody. Yeah. I am. Darby Allen. Yeah. Correct. I'll stop there. Well, you're correct to stop there. You got all of them for eight, eight oh. points on the board. Ooh, look at this guy. Well, Ooh. it's lucky that I thought, because I have the Darby Allen figure behind me here, the, uh, the, the Jazz Wears figure, we which go. comes with there the TNT title. <laughs> so I should have got that one. So Barry, over to you. What all right. I, uh, I think we're all we're all being conservative here. I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the AEW. I'll go, I'll go uh, AEW tag team belts. Okay, so one point for naming the belt. Okay, and uh, I'm gonna, I've, I've been trying to go in order this time. Who the fuck were the... Oh, uh, SCU. Correct, <laughs> one point. Uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Correct. Uh, the Young Bucks. Correct. Uh, FTR. 
Correct. The Lucha Brothers. Correct. Uh, the fuck the worst name in tag team history. I can't remember their name. <laughs> the Lucha slash Jurassic Jungle fucking Express. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, whatever the fuck they're called. Jurassic Express. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. accept that. <laughs> um, swerve in our glory. Correct. And everybody loves the acclaimed, <laughs> etc. Okay, do you want to stop there? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Was there like a was there an inner circle team ever had them? I don't think so. Proud and powerful never had them. Best friends never had them. Yeah, I'll stop there. Yeah. Okay, you correct to stop there. You got all of them, Barry. That's 15 okay. points. It's Paul's eight. So Paul, back to you. Okay, we'll go for. <laughs> the AW World Women's Championship. Okay, one point. So we have Rio. That's mm, correct. Who, who reappeared this week on TV, funnily enough. Rio appeared. Um, Nyla Rose. Correct. She rose this week. Yeah. Oh, hey. She died. She the Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida, correct. Um, Britt Baker, DMD. Correct. Thunder Rosa. Correct. Just before you go on, uh, one other rule I forgot. I'm not counting interim, interim titles. Well, in that case, I'll stop there. You're right to stop there. <laughs> I was going to ask, actually. Yeah. I forgot about that. That was the other rule. There aren't too many of them, but yeah. No. Um, so yeah, you got all those right. So you're on 14 points. So down one, one behind Barry. <sighs> okay. So over to you, B-Man. Okay. Now, the remaining championships on the AEW side are very limited in yeah, the number of champions. So I think I'll be a bit spicy here, and I'll take I'll go for my first non uh, AEW belt. I will say the Ring of Honor World Championship. Okay, well that is correct. I get bonus points. Okay, bonus points. Uh, I, for this one, I think I'll work my way backwards. I will say the Ocho Chris Jericho. Correct. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli. Correct. Uh, Jonathan Gresham, number 10 on this year's PWI ranking. Correct. Um, now, did anyone else make it? Because before Gresham, there's a weird thing with... Mm, I uh, I think I'll stop there. I think there. I don't think there's anyone else who had the title as champion on TV. I don't think you were correct to stop there. Oh. Or as far I have done extensive research to establish everyone that has held the belts, all okay. of these belts. But I may, you know, I may have missed one. I don't think so. But no, you're right. Just the just the three of them. Yeah. So uh, right. back to you, Holly. Uh, I think I'm going to play it safe. I'll go for the AW All Atlantic. Okay. Title. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. So it's one um, point. I'll go for Pack. Pack, correct. And I'll go for Orange Cassidy. That's correct. I'll stop. To 17 points, Paul. Yeah. Back to you, Barry Lad. I'll take I'll take an AEW one because I want to put Paul under some pressure here to go for a non AEW one. I will say the uh, AEW Trios Championships. Okay, so that's one point for the Trios Championships and your bonus points. And the uh, people, was it, what's the rule? Just appeared on AEW television, is it? 
Uh, or, or pay-per-view. Or pay-per-view, okay, yeah. A very important qualification. Uh, the Elite. Correct. And Death Triangle. Correct. And I'll stop there. And you'll stop there. Okay, both correct. So Barry goes on to 22 points. Paul now on 17. So a bit of catching up to do, Paul. Mm. Where would you like to go next? See, I have a safe one, but it's, I, I, it's not going to get me many points. So I might, I might roll the dice for the first time today. You're chasing, you're chasing. You better roll that dice. I'll go for the uh, the Impact World Championship. Ooh, very good. Ooh, okay, that is I'll one point. That's correct. Kenny Omega. Correct. Christian Cage. Correct. I think that's it. You finished? You're right to yeah. finish. Those, those are the only two. So that is uh, 20 points for you, Paul. What's Barry? Barry on 22. Oof, okay. But his, but his turn. I need, I need him to slip on a banana. Hmm, okay. Um, hmm. uh, yeah, I'll stick with my strategy from before. I'll, I'll take the last, I think the last AEW won the uh, TBS Championship. Okay, one point for the TBS Championship. And the bonus point? Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill is correct. I'll stop there. I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one else? Okay. No one else. Okay, so four, four points in the lead and back to you, Paul. I do have a clarification. Yeah. Go on. Are we counting titles that have appeared but that are not, um, what's the word, officially sure. recognized by AEW? Any any belt any any, belt. any any belt that's defended that is. I'll right. say I'll say the FTW belt. Ah, I ah, how did I let that one slip through my fingers, you bastard? That right. is correct for one point. Oh. Yeah, Brian Cage. Correct. Ricky Starks. Correct. Hook. Correct. That's it. And that's it. Okay. Well, Paul has drawn level twenty-four oh, points each with the FTW true. title. There's still plenty, still plenty of titles left. Seeing yes. some of the more obscure ones now, but back to you, Barry. Okay, I will say the Triple A Mega Championship. That is correct for one point. And I, mm, I, mm, I believe two names. Am I going to be? Am I going to be risky? So number one, Kenneth Omega, for sure. Yeah, correct. Um, fuck it. I'll 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 be adventurous. Ray Phoenix. I do not have Ray Phoenix on my list, <laughs> so I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna have to take away that other point, Barry. I don't think he ever showed. I think he. I don't think he ever showed up with it on yeah. on Dynamite, if I recall correctly. He definitely won it, but I don't. Okay. I don't. Keep, dang. Okay. So you still get your your one point for the title. Okay. So you're still one point ahead. Okay. Over, Dead over level now. Over to Paul. Right. I'll, well. Based on that, I might do a safety. Now, I don't know the exact name of the belt, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Okay. It'll be very apparent what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the AAA Mixed Sex. Ah, very good. Very good. One of them is a red and one of them is a blue. Yes, I think you're, you're talking the, about the, yeah. the AAA World Mixed Tag Team. Exactly. Okay, so it's um, one point. And I've only got one one team. It's it's okay. uh, Sammy Guevara and Tay Mello slash Conti. She goes by many names. Tay yeah. Mello slash Conti. It's a nickname. 
Uh, that is correct, Paul, for one point. So you do, in fact, take the lead. You know, one point ahead of Barry. Okay, I got, I got, I got to get aggressive it's, here. It's twisting. Back I'm to gonna, you, Barry. I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna stay here in Mexico, and I'm going to say the Triple A World Tag Team Championships. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. And for That's that, for one I'm going to say FTR. That is correct. I am going to say the Lucha Brothers. Correct. I'm going to say the Box of Youth. Correct. And I'm going to stop there. You were right to stop there, Barry. You got all three, all three answers. Very Congratulations. good. Congratulations. Stormed back into the lead. Three points ahead. Gosh. Fuck. So, Paul, okay. back to you. Still a lot of answers left. There's yeah. a lot. There's been a Let's lot go. of medals. There has. Let's go for the uh, Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Okay. That is correct for so, one point. Daniel Garcia. Correct. Wheeler, Utah. Correct. And I think that's it. I think Josh Woods lost on the pape. So I'm not, I'm not going to say Josh Woods. Stopping there. Yeah. You are correct to stop there, Paul. Yes, Josh Woods, as far as I can tell, never actually appeared. No. no he when no, he had the belt, it was only afterwards. So, yeah. Okay. It's just those two. So we're even again. Back to you, Barry. I'm starting to lose track of what's not been said now. Okay. Um, <laughs> or what has been said. I will say the NWA World Women's Championship. Oh, I don't have that on my list. Uh, can you, if you can, if you can tell me who, when that appeared, you think it's Thunder Rosa? I'm thinking uh, Daily's face era. I shouldn't be saying Thunder Rosa. You might want to Google that. I maybe. don't know if she should. I may also be wrong. I, she was definitely champion when she showed up. I don't yeah. know if she brought her on TV. I don't know TV. if she had the belt. Um, Let me just do a quick Google to double check. We're getting, the, I, we're getting a stewards inquiry on this one. Uh, I don't. I'm not 100 percent certain she had the belt when she showed up. You I don't think, I don't may think be correct. She that's we need we need a Google image that shows her. Oh 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 no! You know what? Yeah, you know what? She I've got it. give it to Barry. I've got. I mean, I haven't got her in the ring. I do have her, like a backstage. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. That counts. That counts. Okay. Um, that so you get one one point for Barry there. Okay. Um, okay. <sighs> um. No, she didn't. Serena Deep. I'm gonna have to check. Is this gonna be another Google job? Okay, it's okay. gonna be another Google because I didn't have it on the list. So I think it might be right there. Is this what is it, will the, will the thread require updating? After oh, this? I'm gonna have to update it as soon as we as soon as we finish this quiz. Um, okay, while, while while you're looking up Serena, I will also say. Uh, Camille, 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 big tall, big big tall uh, lady. Okay, I'm going to give you Serena Deeb. Okay, because she, I have seen a picture of her. Camille um, showed up and beat up thingy. Yeah, yeah, beat the up the little one, one, the little Russian lady. Did she have the belt? She had the belt though, or she, she just did? Declared? She did have she the, the belt. belt. I've got uh, yeah. Well done, Barry. Christ, the women respecter is here. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's got his own thread. It's just the women, <laughs> and I'll 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 uh, stop there. 
I think that's probably okay. it. Yeah, I think that probably is it. But, uh, well done, Barry. Three, uh, three bonus points there. So he's off in the he's off in the lead. Thirty-two to twenty-nine. Over to you, Paul. I don't know choice. that I'm going to be able to pull back to thirty-two because I I have two in mind, but I think they're 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 only one person mm. showed up with them. And if there was somebody else, I, I don't know who they would be. Um, I'll play it safe. I'll go for the TNA big gold belt that okay. Omega used to carry around with him when he was the Impact Champion. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. I don't good. think anybody, I, I don't think Christian carried that one around. No, that was no, just Omega. So I'll say just Omega for now. That is correct, Paul, for an extra bonus point. I do also have Christian on my list because he won the belt. He won both okay. belts from Omega on was it on Rampage? I think it was. No, he just won the. He's won the. I, think, I don't think he. No, he I, I think he. Because n- he won no, the. I, I think. I think. I think match was for the Impact title. Yeah, Omega so just had the new Impact belt. I'm fairly sure. Um, I he, mean, you're not getting get a point anyway. But we need a picture anyway. of Christian with it in his possession, since the, the quiz is not about the champions; it's about who Omega. had the belt on the show. I, I, I think, yeah. Because Omega so, would carry them around, but I, I have the image in my head of Christian holding up the new, the, the actual Impact belt uh, when he won. I don't think he held up the two. <laughs> Just a little image in the, the message box. There. Oh, let's just take a look <laughs> here at this. He's oh, well, there it is. Wow. Wow. It's for the okay. piece. It's wrong. He's, he's, it's he, wrong he's looking for all those bonus points that are going to begin. So you still got you didn't lose the point anyway. So you still got that one. So uh, back to you, Barry. Paul is one point behind. Okay. So Barry, um, cement the lead. I will say the New Japan Strong Championships Tag Team Championships. That is the correct Deco. for that is correct for one point. And they were in the possession of the Australian Open. And correct I will stop for there. one point. Just the You're one. right to stop there. Yeah, they did appear. Oh my god, six man. Back to you, Paul. Three points behind. What's even left? Jesus Christ. There's actually... I, um, I, I've got a couple more in the holes. There's a lot left. There's actually... And there's some that I can't name the people, but I yeah. uh, there's... We haven't done all the New Japan ones. I know that much. No. Um, IWGP US Championship. That is correct, Paul, for one point. Who fucking had it? Moxley. Correct for a bonus point. Did did big big uh, Lance have it on TV at some point? Maybe. Yeah, he must have Lance Archer. Correct for another bonus oh, point. All right, I'll stop there. I'll stop. There. You're gonna stop there. Okay. So that was that was a good one. Uh, you missed Will Osprey. Will Osprey also. We have it. Yeah. Fuck. So you've drawn level. So we're at 34 okay. points each. When you go back to Barry. For a, okay. Um, uh, I will say, I had a couple in my head there. Now they're gone. Uh, I will say the Ring of Honor Six Man Tag Titles, World Six Man Tag, I believe they're called. That's correct for one point. And Just this week. Just this week. Dalton Castle and La Boys, and that. You be silly goose! One point for Barry. Very good. Nice. That was it. Yeah. 
Um, oh, come on. I don't think we've had the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight yet, have we? We have not. Because I know Jay White had that in his possession when he showed up. And then Adam Cole held it for a second and was going to hit him with it. And he didn't because that's when uh, the Rainmaker came out. But anyway, my answer is uh, is is uh, Jay White. Okay, so one point for the title and one point for Jay yeah, White. I don't think I, they didn't make any other appearances, I don't believe. No, no. So that is 36 points each. So we're back to back to Barry. This is a very tight. Okay. Tight the whole, whole way. Uh, I will say the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. Fucking hell. Very good. Correct for one point. And I will say that was uh, just the one. um, No, yeah, just the one. It's a bad tweet, Bill himself. It's Bill Osprey. That is correct, Barry. Two points in the lead for Will Osprey. You want to stop there? I'll stop there. Yeah, I I don't think any others. You're you're correct. Just the Will Osprey. So we're getting down to the wire. There's still a fair few left. Paul, you could still... Two points behind, but you still could do it. I'm really losing track of what's been said and what hasn't, but I'll I'll say IWGP heavyweight tag team. That's correct for one point. Right. Well, FTR... Correct for a bonus. And who were the fucking champions in that match? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember who was in the match. Was it? Oh, I'm, I'm taking, I'm, I, should I roll the dice here? Or do I or do I cash out? Let me think. Just give me. Was it? <laughs> Jeff Carbon, the Great Okan. Correct. Paul. Oh, excellent. I would have gotten that wrong. I was going to say Zack Sabre and Tai Chi, I was going to say. Yeah, it was. Texas, I'll, I'll stop yeah. there. I'll stop there. Because I remember he did that choke slam on Trent and he jumped to her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, well done. Well done. Paul, Paul now one point ahead. <sighs> ah, yes. Sabari. left. Oh, Jesus. Uh, all right. Okay. Think about it, Barry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he clipped his fingers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I will say the Impact World Tag Team Championships. Oh, that is correct. Oh. For what point? And I would say to swizzle me my bizzles and so forth. It's going to have to be <laughs> the guzzle brizzles. <laughs> the Good Brothers is correct for an extra and I point. Will, I will bow out there. I don't think they... And- you're correct, too. They're the only team to appear with those particular tag team titles. Mm. So, Barry, now one point ahead. Paul, come on. I, I've only got one left, and it's another one. Now, there, there might be an asterisk on this, because I'm not 100% sure on the name of the title either. Okay. But I know, because it got mentioned. I, know, I remember she had it, and I, it got mentioned by, on Dynamite this week on commentary, where Taz was like, who oh, the fucking ribbon title? Hey, are you ribbon me, brother? So it's the... It's like called the International Ribbon Championship. No, he has to know what the name of the belt is. He has to know the name. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Paul, I'll cut you a break. If you can give the correct name of the promotion, I will allow you to get a point on it. I can't claim to know the name of the promotion. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
I, I, I something ribbon belt. She had two. She came when she returned. She had two titles from. I Japan. mean, this is Joe's call. Joe's the adjudicator. I'm and one of them, one of them was called, was named on Dynamite by one of the official commentators as "Who oh, you ribbon me?" The ribbon belt. Um, <laughs> I, I'm afraid I don't know. I know she is the champion. I don't know the, the proper name of the belt. I might be missing two or three words in the title there. <laughs> You know what? I'm I'm not going to give it to you, although you're That's very right. close because it's the tag team championship. Oh, it's okay. you, you I didn't stipulate. Tag yeah, team. It, I didn't stipulate you said that. she was the holder. She needs a tag no, team. No, I, I didn't know. So. I didn't know it was a tag team championship. It's it. The promotion's name is Ice Ribbon. That's the that's the name of the company. Wow, no, I which is very hard. That's that's tough. And I, I that was the only. So Sheeta has like three belts currently, but I don't. I only know that company's name and i also to be clear wouldn't have known it was a tag belt either so i would have gotten that wrong <laughs> okay um so. i'm trying to think if i know any other titles that have appeared well you've um, you've lost your go now so it's back oh that was my go oh sorry okay. back to barry you do you can't have another go but back to barry yeah. for now uh god um can we know how many are left on your list Joe? yeah yeah gives a mm. No. <laughs> no. There's 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 a few. There's at least oh a few. Oh god. God damn. Okay. Not loads, but there's, there's a few left. Um Oh god. I like there's a couple of new Japan ones, but like <sighs> Fuck. Jesus. Um You don't have to go if you don't want to. You can no, I, I have to. I have to make a guess, even if it's terribly wrong. Okay, uh, what about the uh, never open weight championship? I don't have that on my list. Okay, that was a guess. I, I that's probably not. We're yet. literally just guessing belts now. Yeah, I think. I mean, it was how it's been held by Carl Anderson. I don't think it is at the moment. He's the it is champion. at the moment. Yeah, but not while well, he was there. Yeah, I don't think because that was, it wasn't defended on the pay per view, so I knew that was a stab in the dark. But yeah, no, Tamaton. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. So no point there. So back to you, Mister Paul. Um, IWGP mm, Junior Tag Team. No, not not on my list. Oh well. Back All to right. you, Barry. We're getting to. We're getting. In, we're getting. I'll give you two uh, more wrong guesses, and then we'll. we'll okay, then we're okay two more wrong. Okay. Um, uh, I don't think. No, he didn't. You know what? I'll fucking. I'll take a guess anyway. I'm fairly sure this never even showed up on TV, but I'll. I'll, I'll go for it anyway. Uh, the GCW World Title. No. No, I didn't think so. No. no. They should be so fucking lucky. Jesus Christ. Throw that in the fucking bin. These <laughs> are <laughs> plastic bollocks. <laughs> so back to you, Paul. I'll give you one last shot. If if, if you get another one wrong, I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll declare Barry the winner. But if you can pull oh, one out of the bag. I do have one. <laughs> I think I have one. Go on. Ring of Honor TV. <laughs> For one point, Paul is correct. It's wrong level. Where did that come from? Why did we miss that one? Uh, Samoa Joe. Let me just throw Samoa Joe out there while we're correct for one point. We're on. Um, <laughs> I don't remember who you beat. I'll stop there. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, it was Monoro Suzuki. Oh, of course, Those it was Suzuki on AW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Paul now one point in the lead. Okay. Baby. Okay. Baby. 
Well, well, then how about I'll just have to say the Ring of Honor World Women's Champion. How about that? Oh, he's got one point. He's pulling back. Bonus point. Do you want to bonus point? And for a bonus point, I'm going to go with Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. It's correct. Do you want to stop there? I'll stop there. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, fucking hell, that was exciting. <laughs> See, if I had known that Barry would have one more, I might have spent some more time and remembered Minoru Suzuki, but I just was in a rush and I just now well, didn't give myself okay. a second to. So, you could have also had Diona Peraza. Um, oh, shit, Barry, yeah. Of course, she came. Mercedes was in Serum, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had the unification. Oh, fuck, match. yeah, that's actually, I should have known that, yeah. So, expect you, Paul, you're one point behind. Can you pull another rabbit out of the hat? <laughs> to, to level things up or even to take the lead probably not um no um new japan junior heavyweight champion no 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 i'm all out i don't have any more i'm afraid so Barry, do you want to pass? I'm happy to pass. I'm, I, I'm fresh uh, out I, as well. I, I, I don't know. The, the, uh, one more. The WWE World Championship. <laughs> no. Not yet. Next no. week. Hey. Uh, so Barry what wins 42 to 41. What a game. It was so what close. A game. That was so close. That's what the sport's all about right there. Oh, my God. What a, what a match. Nearly went into overtime. So you did miss two answers. Okay. I have to say. Are we going to be kicking ourselves here? Maybe the first one was the Regina De Wave Championship. Yeah, I knew the Shida ones. Hikaru Shida, that was the yeah. other belt she no, had. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of that. And the other one, you will kick yourselves because you didn't say this. NWA World Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. Oh, you know, like I said, FTR. Yeah. Of course, I was. I, there were so many tag team. I titles. definitely, I definitely thought of that three separate times, but I said no because that's no, only FTR. So yeah. no, yeah. I thought because it's only one point because FTR. Oh, okay, so I was like, I won't bother, and I'll come back to it later. And I completely fucking forgot. I should have kept a notepad file of what had been said. Yeah, that, that would be cheating, to be fair. Well, great well, quiz, thanks. great oh quiz. God. Well done, Joe. Thank you very much for that. Oof, I'm tired after that. Now. Uh, we'll uh, do that again in a year when they've had another thirty. When they've had another seventeen different titles. <laughs> the ice ribbon triangle belts. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. Uh, with all that, we will segue over to the wrestling TV reviews for the week. Uh, this week, Dynamite came to us from Cincinnati, Ohio. Of a Tuesday. Of a Tuesday. Tuesday, Dynamite Tuesday. Uh, we had the main event, obviously, Mox versus Hangman, which you already talked about with the with the injury. Uh, but I suppose the other the other most talked about uh, thing of the week was the Regal and MJF segment, which was just like yet another uh, absolutely barnstorming MJF uh, segment. I thought it was phenomenal. What did you boys think of this? Yeah, very good show. MJF uh, Regal was the, the high point for me. Yeah. I, I have a very strong statement to make about oh, that. Please. Now, people might guffaw at this or might look down on this as, as an opinion. I think that MJF, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking about Dusty Rhodes style talking people into the building. I'm talking performative ability. I think he's probably the best promo in the history of the biz. Woo. Woo. 
what I saw when, when I was watching this, well, funny enough, you made that noise, Barry. When I was watching him here, very much reminded me of like Golden Age Ric Flair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like it was almost like you saw like in, in Lion King, which I know Joe doesn't like, but when Simba looks into the, the river and he sees Mufasa's reflection looking back at him, that's I, I was looking at MJF here, but I was seeing Ric Flair before he turned into like an old, you know, garlic clove. Um, like Ric Flair with the the long flowing white mane, the sunglasses and the suit and the the NWA title on his shoulder. That that's what I was seeing. Looking at MJF here, I just think he's exceptionally good. Um, mm. I did know, think I, that last week actually when he was doing the yeah. backstage promo, that was very kind of Ric Flair esque. Uh, right. Yeah, I do. I do agree. Um, it's funny because in reading magazines, Joe, we're obviously big Power Slam. Uh, guys going way back you used to always see when someone new would come along they would always uh compare them to the rock it was always mm. this guy has rock level mic talents or promo talents um i think he's i think he's better than the rock ever was um as far as going out there and you know rock was very good at being 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 the wacky the wacky funny guy he also did serious, but like that wasn't necessarily his strength. And then you had other characters who were better at being the intense, serious guys and maybe didn't do the comedy so well. Um, I, I feel like he's great at everything as well. He's like not only is is phenomenal at individual types of segments, he's like an all rounder. He can do everything. He can do very serious. You know, he did the the one here where he's talking about his history with with Regal. He did a very similar promo in the lead up to the punk angle uh in the lead up to the punk match uh mm. not this time last year but it was either very late last year or early this year um which is very good i like that his character has it's not it's not even like shades of gray because i know shades of gray has been used as kind of a pejorative for for poor writing but i like that they he, he's he's a heel and there's no bones about it but they they give some complexities to his character that make him a more interesting heel and the fact that he can carry it out so well makes him a more interesting heel and a more compelling presence on tv and yeah i I was just totally once again blown away by how good he is um on the mic and hey he's pretty damn good in the ring as well Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i even looking back with nostalgia and rose tinted glasses at at the guys who wowed me in my youth, I think he's better than them all. There's a certainly spicy uh, uh, stance, but I, I can't really, I can't really argue with it. I mean, he, how many, like you referenced the punk stuff. I mean, like how many, like this was like a blow away. Like we'll be talking about it in a few years. Career defining thing. Like how many of those has MJF had at this stage? He's had loads. Like he just, yeah. he 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 knocks it out of the park every single time, and and like. This had me as as you know unfeasible as probably is. This had me thinking they have to be doing a regal match. They have to be doing a match at regal, even though you know he sort of outlined on the Jericho podcast he's like half dead. Do you know what I mean? Like just <laughs> really, really through the ringer. Um, but this 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 got you champing at the bit for it. To be honest, yeah. Now we've had great angles in the past, not always necessarily super well carried out. But you think of your your nexus, and you think of this and that over the years but to me this is the closest you get for wrestling to to almost transcend itself and feel 
shoulder to shoulder with your proper prestige television. Real you know? telly. Real telly. For want of a better word. Mm. phrase no not really want because wrestling is dumb a lot of the time but these segments and the weird constant through all of them is mjf is involved in nearly all of them these segments capture my interest in in a way that wrestling very rarely does and shows like i'm not i'm not saying it was as good as the best of succession but or or breaking bad or game of thrones or whatever you consider the peak of tv to be but these segments are the only times, or you have a really great match, which is a different thing entirely. But these segments where the characters become more than good guys and bad guys, and I'm going to beat your ass, and so mm. on and so forth. That's where, to me, it kind of, like I said, transcends wrestling and becomes something more. And yeah, just wow. Wow. Tremendous. Good shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very good. Very good. What else happened on this show? <laughs> Everything uh, else felt else. unimportant in comparison. Uh, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good show. I can't really remember. Oh, Dalton Castle, Chris Jericho was, was fine. Pretty good. Yeah, not amazing. No, it was good. It was good. Solid. Um, by that same vein, it's kind of like uh, the, the, the trios opening match for the trios titles was like really good, but it was that kind of like good match that like if you were to ask me here, you know, four or five days later to name a spot from it, I'm like, uh they did a lot of cool stuff in the moment. I can't remember any of it. It wasn't, you know. Yeah, well, I remember Penta went for the step up Canadian story does, and he got caught in the is it the strong zero. Mm. That was that was a good little subversion of expectations. But um, yeah, no, it, it was. I, I quite enjoyed. It. I I think it, the trend continues of Dynamite being not a, not a better than Rampage, but certainly more satisfying. You feel like you you get more out of it. Nice rich meal, and then Rampage is a fucking Burger King or <laughs> McDonald's or oh, the chips are a bit cold and you'll eat it but it's not quite as nice Dynamite's a nice steak dinner uh, Storm and Sheeta was good as well I enjoyed that yeah Tony Storm's had a, 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 just a great little, yeah, little, good little run here. Um, um, yeah is, was it here no was it in a pre-match promo i think maybe it was last week where they're they're kind of talking about that tony storm doesn't want to think of it as the interim championship and yeah we didn't talk about it in the news but thunder rosa was was being interviewed as well and she was a little put out that seems like everyone in the company is against her yeah and then Britt baker did a promo where she was like or her and her crew and Jimmy Hader was like, uh, whatever happens, uh, one of us will be the interim champion. And then Rip Baker was like, um, actually, one of us will be the champion. Let's forget about that interim thing. <laughs> uh, which, that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so I'm sure that probably is, <laughs> might have watched, spurred uh, uh, Rosa to be like, yeah, what's up with that? And she gave some kind of ask my boss response as to when she'll be back, aiming for January. There was a, you know, um, yeah, that that whole situation is is ongoing. Uh, no update whatsoever on any of that, really. Um, uh, there was a big uh, post match scrap after that. Soraya came out again, um, and then whatever about that shit. Who cares? Riho came back. So Soraya, <laughs> Soraya, you're the you're the middle lamb, and you you know, and then Riho's the, Riho is quite literally the tiny little teeny lamb who comes out and gets a big pop. 
yeah, I love Riho. It's always great to see her back. And they're doing her and Jamie Hayter on Wednesday, which will probably be really good. They have a good match. Yes, very much looking forward to that. Um, yeah, so so you know another another strong addition to the division. Although the thing about Rio, because I think she doesn't she does not live in the states. So when she does these comebacks and she has a handful of matches, it's it's like a time limited thing. She splits her time with Japan. Still, I'm fairly right. sure. Um, yeah, uh, what was I think that was that was it for most of the show, more or less, yeah. more or less in terms of meaningful stuff. Um, you know, uh, I did. I really liked, even though it was possibly rushed i liked that the the takeaway from the mjf regal story was don't take the cheap way out earn mm, it mm. and then they played on that in the show closing angle i thought that was a nice payoff yeah so so like and so they did announce on this show that at full gear it's mjf uh versus moxley because he's like oh i want you at 100 but like I suppose the big debate about this current MJF thing is that is this the beginning of them making him into a new kind of babyface character or is it just it's a big old swerve and he's going to cash in on Moxley next week or something like before No, I don't I don't think I don't think it has to be either of those. Okay. You know, like I was saying earlier, the fact that he didn't hit Regal or or is is cashing in in advance, I don't think makes him a babyface or that their intentions are for him to be a, ba- a babyface. I think it's just his character can be a bit more three dimensional and yeah. his motivations for this thing specifically have changed. He still might on the night pop him with the, the dynamite diamond and, and win yeah. the belt, you know, but, um, I saw it as like a credibility thing. Like you, yeah, he wants to be seen right. as a real, not just a chicken shit heel cheats and stuff that you can actually be people and you can still be a heel and yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, do we think he's going to win at the pay-per-view? Given given that Moxley has had like what feels like five very short title runs, I don't know. I mean, it 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 does feel in terms of crowd reception that it feels like now is kind of feeling like the time. Um, it's, I guess it's just I suppose like I don't know what, but is MGF like another one of these? The thing about Moxley is that Moxley feels like an ace. And so whatever he does feels legit and like he's the world champion. I would worry that MJF, we may have a bit of a hangman situation where it feels like the right time and place, but then like, okay, who does MJF face on like month two? Do you know what I mean? Like who's, who challenges MJF? Like it's a very weird dichotomy where he's like, arguably the most popular guy on the show, but he's still a big heel. And Mm. uh, I don't, it's very weird dynamic to have MJF as the champion. I really don't know how you do that. At the same time, it feels like MJF has been on a very high level for nearly two years at this stage. Yeah. Like almost, is that the last piece of the puzzle to have him become, especially in in, in the wake of the CM Punk situation, Cody leaving, is he the next one to put up to that level? And is giving him the belt what you need for that to happen? Maybe. Anyway, you, what you can do is if you need a really fucking hot baby face for month two, triple threat match MJF and the acclaimed. <laughs> oh dear! Speaking of the acclaimed, we can say. Oh, my favorite, my favorite moment of the week. Never forget, forget about that MJF promo. <laughs> Scissor me timbers. We got the rampage. Rampage from Daily's place this week. Very odd. I guess they did a very big, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to have a you know made rampage feel a bit more uh, uh, important to have it like you know back in the classic the classic AEW location. Um, 
We did see the acclaimed beat Josh Woods and Tony Nice to regain the scissor me. <laughs> kind of a favorite. worthless match, to be fair. It was all right. I thought yeah, it, it, it was. It was. It was a homecoming match for the guys who got over in Daly's place way back in the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, let's give them some some. I liked it. I, I think Josh Woods is really great, and Tony Nice is like all right. I liked it because it was kind of like you knew the acclaimed were going to win, but that's kind of what you wanted. You wanted, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you wanted it to be an, an acclaimed centric thing, and the little storyline with the scissor thing means that just you, you you knew there'd be a big scissor celebration when it was all <laughs> over, and and Sterling got the scissor me timbers and and all those, which is a very funny move name. Um, I love it. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good stuff, and and the acclaimed train uh, rolls on. And uh, next week we are getting uh, Swerve in Our Glory against FTR Ooh, in baby. a number one contenders match, which will be quite good. I, I get I get the feeling that whoever wins that match will probably win the titles. I would say. Um, awesome. Uh, I, I I feel like it'll probably I feel like it'll probably be FTR. I feel like FTR probably win and then beat the acclaimed and Swerve in Our Glory break up. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, TK is a slow burn Booker man, so I don't know if he'd necessarily do that match at full gear, but. You know, we'll see. Yeah, I think you do both of those matches of full gear. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? We had uh, Willow Nightingale facing Layla Gray. Uh, I love Willow Nightingale. I think she's super talented, super likable. She comes out. She's so happy. Yeah. Super happy to see her signed. God bless her and all that. Layla Gray is... <laughs> not very good let's just say um because oh this was not i i was wondering not that not that kira hogan is like manami toyota or anything but like i was like is she hurt or something because she's like 10 times the wrestler that layla gray is and she never wrestles so i'm like is she hurt or is she just i don't understand what because layla gray always does the matches where's red velvet gone but she's injured. She is injured. Yeah, but they yeah. they but they like took her off. To, so I'm assuming yeah, if Kira's still there, I assume she's healthy. But yeah. man, Layla Gray. There, there were some uh, deer in the headlights moments here where they weren't quite on the same page. Yeah, it's, but it's pretty, uh, bad. pretty bad. Pretty bad. Uh, and then Jade came out looking like a million dollars. Yes, looking like the tallest woman in the world in in her her, her big heels. She's doing a thing where she was going to like hold up Rampage until she got her belt back, and then Nyla was on the big screen, um, uh, driving off with the belt. I this this angle to me really feels like the start of them turning Jade baby Jade face. face. Yeah, yeah. I saw someone suggested it was turning Nyla face. I was like, no fucking way. Is that the way it is? What, by doing the steal the belt and run away, steal the belt. She still, she still has Vicky. Uh, Jade is constantly like getting annoyed at the baddies because they're like annoying and bad at their jobs. And like Jade is the one doing Stone Cold Steve Austin beating up all the security guards every week now. Yeah, the old Wardlow deal. The old yeah. Wardlow job. So I'm kind of like, I feel like they're probably, uh, you know, maybe going with her as a face. Because um, yeah. I suppose, I mean, like she's kind of, she's obliterated everyone now as a heel. So it's kind of like you should maybe go in a, a, a different direction. But uh, yeah. Uh, enjoyed. I, I enjoyed all the stuff around the match uh, for this particular segment. Sure. Um, and then they got this. What was the? It was this really weird thing where they yet again postponed uh, number ten against uh, a member of the Ingranobiles. Uh yeah. It was supposed to be obviously Andrade two weeks ago. And we know what happened there. And then it was supposed to be him versus Roosh this week. And then they like inserted Orange Cassidy for reasons I did not understand at all what his what his relevance was in this I don't know. match was good nevertheless yes 
yeah. Maybe they just wanted to give the Daily Space folks uh, an old Orange Cassidy show. I guess, yeah, I guess. Oh, I have a nitpick of the week, by the way. Go I forgot on, to go mention on. It. It, it's Rampage, so we don't have to go too far back. Uh, Hulk against Ari Devari. Uh, so Ari Devari is uh, the leader of the Trust Busters. You mm-hmm. might remember this. And mm-hmm. and is a very wealthy man, a billionaire, they called him on commentary. Uh, why does he wear tights that have like skulls on them instead of any visual indicator that he's like a billionaire? Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like, not would he really. not have tights that would have a little fucking dollar sign on him or something? Uh, or? But is that not really rote? Like, the money guy has money. Like, I think because, like, do you know what I well, mean? Like, well, yes and no because I feel like you have the Bitcoin symbol on this. something, <laughs> something to indicate. Like, he, he you know, he he still dresses like um, third from the start on on dark, right. like or yeah. Like he's he's got the most generic little just says Ari Devari with a big skull on the on the but side. But yeah, I think I so they did the thing on on commentary where I think Shivani like accidentally said the word trust fund, and I was watching with Brony. He's like, "Oh, is that what they're supposed to be? Like they have a trust fund?" Yeah. And Busters. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, but but that's the thing. I think the idea is that they're but they, he he the character doesn't like to say that he because he pretends he's just." Uh, so I think I think because he's not like he, even though he's trying to buy things with money, I think his character is not. Oh, I have shit tons of money. His character is. I'm, I mean, he brought his butler out with him. I know, but I think I think I think they're going for it just to, to be a bit more like he's trying to pass himself off as like cool guy wrestler who's climbing up the ranks. It's just really transparent that he actually yeah. has shitloads of money and he's trying to buy his way into everything. See, I, I, the I butler do... was ridiculous. When the butler came out, I was like, this is so <laughs> camp. And I, I don't hate it. Like, I don't hate See, it. I would like it if you would do subtleties with that where he wants to come off as grounded at that, but maybe he has like fucking gold boots or something that's just one uh, just, little just, element of it. Is, just uh, uh, is like mo- mo- money on his tights, but they're like tenors. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that was rampage. That was rampage. It was it was all right. It was pretty good. Uh, moving from wrestling media onto the non wrestling media, uh, what movie films have we all watched this week? I've watched some. Uh, I've watched some scary films. Spookies. Yeah, me too. Let me uh, let me actually pull up my old Letty box. I'm up to like. F- 14 horror movies watched this month, I think. Very good. You're doing well. I think you're doing better than me. I, I, I have not uh, I have not made it... Uh, 13. 13. Sorry. And I have five left. 13 plus Midnight Mass. Right. And I have five left on my list. Um, so I watched... Uh, I watched a really good one. I watched an absolute stinker. Okay. And I watched one kind of in the middle. Try and figure out which one is which. So we'll start with... Um, Stephen King's Children of the Corn, right? Okay. Chelsea, mm. As as um, XFM listeners, we have a, a special affinity for mm. Children of the Corn. Um, so going in, Stephen King, right? Usually some weirdness fucking going on. Um, Children of the Corn, scary kids killing people in that. And then the first scene is um, these people eating in a diner and then there's suddenly a spooky kid outside and suddenly all the children in the diner like slicing the throats of the the adults and stuff. And I'm like, oh, here we go. We're in for a good time, right? This movie 
was so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so stars Linda Hamilton of the Terminator fame, Sarah Connell, uh, and her and her boyfriend are driving in a car, and th- you learn very quickly that this is actually based off a of Stephen King short. Because there's about 10 minutes worth of content in this 90 yeah. minutes film. Uh, they're driving in their car. So to, to really simplify the, the film down, these this couple is driving in their car. They come across the town where the, the titular children of the corner are. The children of the corner are kind of a, a cult, uh, potentially led by some supernatural force, uh, which has in, in, informed the children that they are to kill anyone in the town over the age of 18. That's your, your simple plot, right? Linda Hamilton and her boyfriend are driving in their car for what feels like an eternity. <laughs> Without hyperbole, the first 45, 50 minutes is just them in their car. And they, you know, it's like, when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Yeah. It's like, all right, let's get to the town already. And it's so, so slow. Nothing happens. Um, An absolute chore. The, the performances across the board were absolutely atrocious as well. It was like they didn't tell the kids that they were supposed to be in a horror movie. So the kids come off as like totally like joyful and hey, I'm a I'm a kid actor over here. The world the sun is gonna come out tomorrow. And so like totally it doesn't feel spooky or you know, n- nothing about it works. It was absolutely dreadful. Uh, so shame on Pilkington for giving that away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 20, 20 years so later on VHS. Um watched The Omen. Uh, starring Gregory Peck. Didn't realize he was in it. Uh, the original Omen, obviously not the remake. Uh, if you don't know about the Omen, it is uh, there's a little a little child born who may or not may or not be the son of the devil. Mm. And then shit starts happening. People are hanging themselves, getting killed in mysterious circumstances. Uh, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so watch a few of these 1970s most you know well-known horror movies omen uh exorcist obviously and uh, haven't watched rosemary's baby yet that's mm. like next on my list watch don't look now a few weeks ago as well um i feel like a lot of them have and this is especially true of the omen quite bad pacing issues in that there will be a scene where suddenly it becomes very tense and oh my god there's the guy's getting chased and oh he's dead into the and then there'll be 20 minutes of people very slowly discussing what to do next and it, it's very up and down which is fine you can have a film that kind of speeds up and slows down but when these films get slow they get very slow mm. um and yeah it, i mean it was there was a lot of individually really good moments in it overall a little bit long you could certainly trim down some of the slower moments and keep the pace a little bit quicker um didn't really like gregory peck in it either i thought his performance was a bit phoned in but it was good. It was fine. You know, Damien um, is obviously the, the name of the kid in the Omen. And there was some uh, some ropey dialogue in there. But overall, worth a watch. I would say it's on Disney Plus as well. So that's where I watched that. <laughs> and then finally, I watched Scream for the first time. The, the original. Ooh, the original one. I've never seen any of the Scream movies. And I thought it was an absolute hoot. Uh, very, very fun. Uh, very creative. I love Matthew Lillard. I loved him in Twin Peaks, The Return. Loved him in this. I think he's vastly underrated. Um, you might know him from Scooby-Doo as played Scooby. Or not Scooby, <laughs> Scooby's the dog. 
Rotro does murders, Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy in the Scooby Doo movie. Uh, he's he's great. Again, the Scream, the whole cast is great. Everyone's great in it. Drew Barrymore, uh, Nev Campbell. <laughs> Not so much. Um, is it Jason Kennedy? Is that your man's name? Who's in the oh, mask? Oh, um, Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. He's in it. Yeah. I remember him. Um, yeah, like a clever little, clever little mystery and clever little set pieces and really clever use of of technology of the time. I particularly liked where they had the the camera in the little uh, house party, but it was on a thirty second delay. Yes, and so they they used that in ways that were very inventive. Um, so yeah, I, I thought Scream was was great. It was one of, one of the best ones I watched this month. And Children of the Corn was the worst one. That's all the movies. Lovely. Oh, I uh, see someone's watched a bloody good one though. I I did watch rewatch uh, the thing. Uh, John baby. Carpenter's The Thing. I only watched that for the first time two years ago, and ooh, yeah. baby, it still absolutely rocks. Um, yes. Yeah. No, I mean, no notes. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Everything that's been said about it over the years remain, remains true. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the top two horror films I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it gets too much better than that. Um, no. Thing and The Shining. Yeah. 1A and 1B. And I, I, I just at the ending as well is I think much better on a rewatch as well. It's just really, it's really clever and it's really well done. Yeah, uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. You know the, uh, the, it's, the pre- it's perfect. It's 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 a perfect film. Uh, the, the prequel, thing. the prequel, not so much. You know. Well, don't worry about that. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that prequel. Uh, also, uh, pretty damn good, although not as good as the thing. You know, uh, I did watch Child's Play. Rewatch Child's Play. Which is the very first film starring? I've never seen it. Chucky, Child's Play is great, and like I think, I think anyone could watch Child's Play because it's just it's a pretty perfect, uh, uh, um, fun time to watch on Halloween. It's not especially gory. It's a, as far as like a you know rated R in the states film goes. It's about as mild as those can go. It's not right. too it's not too over the top in that regard. It's kind of scary, but it's not that scary. It's kind of just a really fun horror-ish, supernatural-ish crime thriller thing with a little bit of dark comedy in there. Uh, it's it's really, really great. It's very kind of 80s in in the best possible way. It's like the like the 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 in the film begins and it's just so kind of unassuming. It's kind of there's like a guy running from the cops. He gets into a, a toy store. There's a shootout happening and he says, right, you know what I'll do? Um, I will um, summon some dark magic and put my body into this doll. Um, with no way, with like at that stage, no explanation as to how or why he can do that. But uh, it's really, really great. And like the scene where 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 the mother finds out about the doll is one of my favorite scenes in in all of in all of horror. I would strongly recommend that. It's not even ninety minutes long. I would highly recommend Child's Play. It's fantastic. Um, uh, not really very fantastic, but an interesting little uh, curiosity. Uh, I watched All Hallows Eve, uh, which is a, a kind of like an anthology film. I suppose I describe it as. Okay. Uh, it is written, directed, edited, and the special effects were done by a chap called uh, Damien Leone. So he right. did all of that stuff himself. So for anyone who doesn't know, this is the guy who directed. If you've seen a little, I, I, I wouldn't say tons, but like if there's been a little bit of. Uh, online buzz about a film terrifier 2 that just came out uh, uh chris jericho no he's in no. the first one are you he's doing a bit are you doing a bit i can't tell if you're doing a bit or not 
Nope, he's in one of them. Chris Jericho is in Terrifier? Yep. I think he's in the second one. I have not seen any yep, of them. Oh, is, Terrifier 2, you're right. Wow, I did not know that. Okay, <laughs> that's thrown a range. I thought you were doing some kind of bit I was not understanding. That's no, very funny. Legitimately in the movie. Uh, yeah, so ter- ter- Terrifier Two getting a, a little bit of a, a little bit of online buzz. It's it's this year's uh, people were passing out in the movie theater because it was so grotesque. Oh, oh you know, uh, and I think there was a little bit about that. You know, the Terrifier won a little bit of a cult film, and this film is I don't think they're directly related. Basically, the it's this guy Leon's thing that like he writes, directs, and does pro- like you know old school practical effects for all of his movies. Yeah. And an- another through line of them is the kind of uh, the the central monster uh, is a, a very hideous looking clown called art who is in the two terrifier movies he's the main villain of those and he he makes his first appearance in this film all hallows eve from about 10 years ago this is on prime uh it's it's not great but it's it's sort of kind of uh, uh cool as a as a thing basically one guy made on his own obviously with a with you know various other people that goes into making a film as a guy who wrote, directed, and then also did all the special effects. It's pretty interesting. Basically, it's this woman's babysitting these little kids. One of them gets a VHS tape in their trick-or-treat bag, and then it it kind of turns into like an anthology film where she watches more and more of the tape, and each section she watches is a kind of a self-contained horror thing um as is almost always the case with a horror anthology they're they're not they're not all winners i've never seen i have never seen a horror anthology film where where like half of them were weren't bad and that's the case with this one the second one is really long and really drawn out it just like kills the momentum of the film dead but but uh the other two are okay and like i said there's some really there's some there's some gross visuals in there and some really good practical effects it's it's a it's an admirable like zero budget film you know um uh that i that i kind of appreciate there's also a nice a nice trick i really liked where um uh the so basically there's the 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 kind of the through line of the film is kind of like the more she watches the more it kind of seems like the clown is entering her reality um uh, in, in a way and basically there's there's she the standard scene where she's freaking out trying to turn off the tv but it won't turn off type thing and then they show that he's kind of slowly walking towards the screen peeking out from behind walls and slowly walking towards the screen and when the film ends they 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 go all staticky during the credits and then they play that exact same scene again but on your television type thing it's cute like you know obviously it's 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 a type of thing that's been done before uh but it's it's yeah it's okay i'm I'm interested to see the terrifier films which are better better reviewed than this this seems like your very typical uh ambitious but flawed first effort um i think i will check those out and i'll check out chris jericho in in this year's edition uh of terrifier 2 uh yeah so that was the the spooky films of the week in the, in the non-spooky category i did watch the second uh of the uh mortal Kombat animated films and just like the first one, it's it's really fun. It's 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 kind of exactly what um, uh, you'd want out of these movies. They're the, both of them are kind of about the same level of quality, I would say, where they basically just tell an abridged version of the stories from the games with a bunch of fighting and a bunch of ridiculous over the top, like completely ridiculous over the top violence. Um, and they're they're really good. They're well animated. They're well voice acted. They're less than ninety minutes. They don't get bogged down in too much bullshit. They're pretty much just here are all these characters doing their their badass Mortal Kombat things. Uh, absolutely terrible name, Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms, which sounds like a mobile game. Sounds um, like where Joe got his haircut. 
um yeah but uh yeah well that's that's uh both those those films are are, are really good and there is a third one i want to get to um but yeah that's my films for this week uh boys joe have you been watching any movies this week yeah a couple so rewatched uh, a movie called thoroughbreds uh which i okay. probably reviewed a few years ago uh rewatched it because it stars olivia cook of house of dragon fame and mm. anya taylor joy who at time of watching the film, I had no idea who either of them were because it was probably a bit earlier in their career. Uh, I didn't realize both of them were English as well, playing American characters. So I thought it'd be worth giving it a rewatch to kind of see in a different context. And it's still a very kind of enjoyable movie. It's a kind of dark thriller about two uh, young women who are friends and who are what, at least one of whom is a bit of a sociopath. Uh, and it, it, it kind of borders on dark comedy at times, but I think really more of a dark thriller. But yeah, if you've if you've never seen Thoroughbreds, uh, worth worth a watch. Uh, good performances. Oh, watching it now, knowing the both of them kind of more from their other projects, and knowing that they're both British doing American accents, did kind of make it <laughs> seem a bit strange. Uh, in a way, they didn't the first time round. So it's kind of weird how that breaks your kind of reality of it, but. Yeah, big, big, big thumbs up for that movie. Uh, the other one, we actually went to the cinema on Monday night um, to see a Korean film called Decision to Leave, uh, which is the latest Park Chan Wook film. Mm, um, yes. It is a uh, kind of neo noir romance film. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't say a comedy, but it is quite funny. There's a lot of, a lot of gags in it, um, quite funny at times. Um, I have to say, I. I enjoyed it to some degree. I also found it a bit boring, if I'm honest. Um, I'm not necessarily a particular fan of like noir films and de- and, and just kind of detective and crime films in general. Like a you know a, a detective with a strained personal life who has to solve the case. Like only if there's clues to follow. Yeah, yeah. Only if it's a. I like. I love a mystery. I love a mystery, <laughs> but just a kind of detective solving it. I'm just not that yeah. interested. Uh, and I wasn't particularly interested in the romance aspects of it as well. So I, I can't give a thumbs up, but I've seen a lot of good reviews from it. it it's nominated as the South Korean entry for the for the Oscars this year. Um, so I, I think a lot of people have seen it really like it. I just didn't particularly enjoy it. I think there's, we, we kind of got to a point where there's a big turn in the film, a big kind of reveal. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. This will be the sort of end of the film now. And then, that was halfway through <laughs> and it went on for another like hour and 10 minutes. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Christ. Um, well, you know, I, I know a few, uh, Park Chan-wook fans who've seen it, who are not impressed mm. same as yourself. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know like enough of the rest of his work to really compare it, but for me, yeah, yeah not, not particularly enjoyable. I mean, it looks, it, it looks great at times. There's some, some wonderful like cinematography. It's yeah. really kind of mm. interesting choices as well. And then there's other parts of it that just reminded me of like an ITV Sunday night cop drama. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they just sort of sat in the interrogation room, and I'm like, oh, it's, hmm. yeah. Not just, it's I like, like a lot of his movies, yeah, a lot. But I, I've heard that that one is kind of middling. Yeah, so, like um, Old Boy, Handmaiden, uh, Stoker are all excellent. Like, yeah. So um, yeah, kind of kind of thumbs in the middle. But maybe worth checking out to. You, you stayed till the end up. anyway, right? You didn't make. You a, stayed till the end, yeah. You didn't make a decision to. 
Anyway. Um, no, nice. although funnily enough, normally we always stay to like the end of the credits as well. Whereas this time I was like, no, come on, credits. <laughs> leave. Me, that's leaving a film early is when I leave, like during the credits. Okay. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, so not a Halloween movie, but I did finish Midnight Mass. I watched, I think oh, I watched yeah. one episode last time we spoke. Uh, watched one a day, which is a nice little pace. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed mm. it. Um, I think it's a very, very clever take on Redacted. Um, I think the way it kind of piecemeals out very slowly to reveal Redacted was was done perfectly to the point that you don't even really understand what it's telling you until you reach a certain point of the, the story. Uh, performances across the board were were stellar. Uh, is it Hamish Linkletter, uh, the lead? Yes. Um, if you've seen the poster, he looks a little bit like a mix of Jake Gyllenhaal and Andrew Garfield. He actually doesn't in <laughs> the show itself, but on the poster he does. He's great, and at the moment he shows up, the show is that's where the show kind of kicks into gear. Um, there's definitely some obvious use of old age makeup, which I think shows its hand in some cases a little bit too early in, in where the story is going, which is a bit disappointing. There were two separate cases where I was watching. And I said that is a person in old age makeup not an old person. So that was a little bit annoying, but um, I thought it built really well. I think Flanagan has, has a, a knack for telling these stories. I think, I think he's better at doing it in this kind of short form series than he is at movies necessarily. I think he's a, a Damon Lindelof type who, when given a bit more time, he can really tell the story really well over the course of six or seven episodes. Um, so I don't want to talk too much about the plot because I think like I went in pretty much blind and I yeah. really enjoyed the the revelations that happened during it. Uh, however, um, like Damon Lindelof's Watchmen, I thought the last episode was a bit of a, a bit of a stinker. Um, so episode six happens, and episode six feels a little bit like you know the way in Game of Thrones where some seasons the ninth episode was really the most important episode. And then, then and then there was a, and then, and then they have another episode. Uh, feels a little bit like that. Episode six is where all the mysteries and all the threads that they've, all the breadcrumbs they've dropped all pay off in this one shocking revelation in episode six. And I felt like watching it, oh, this would be such a great ending where the big reveal happens, the big event happens, and oh my god, what a shocking and unexpected ending! But actually, they go the more conventional route from that point on, and they do. Oh, we have to follow our little group of heroes, and da, da, da. and I just thought that you know all, all the stuff that I had been you know thinking about and and trying to piece together myself, all the mystery of it, uh, and all the clever writing, and all I felt like it had kind of been paid off by that stage. <laughs> by the end of episode six. So there was kind of nothing for me to dig my hawks into other than to just see how they really finished. Sorry, not say there wasn't stuff in there that was good because there was, but I just felt like it was a bit superfluous. But overall, top, top, really, really enjoyed it. 
Um, looking forward to anything else Flanagan does. I know I wasn't super hot on um, Doctor Sleep, but mm. even with Doctor Sleep, there's stuff in there that he does really well. Uh, I think Mike Flanagan is one of the one of the better names out there for uh, horror or horror adjacent storytelling. I think Midnight Mass was was an absolute uh, home run in that regard. So highly recommend that if anyone has a uh, space in their Halloween um, list to fit it in in the last week. Uh, and then Beavis and Butthead, the season ended as well, the new season on Paramount. Oh yeah, Paramount Plus. So I've gone back and I, I think I said last week I'm watching the old episodes. I'm on season two now and it's already starting to take form into what Beavis and Butthead would go on to be. Very, very funny. Funny little... Uh, first appearances like when you're watching the old simpsons and you get oh this episode is the first appearance of mayor quimby or the first appearance of Krusty the clown you get that with beavis and butthead where you see oh this is where they introduced character xyz or this is the episode they introduced that they work at burger world or you know you start to see the show form before your very eyes very very entertaining right um that's all i've been watching i'm very interested to hear about this next show though Oh, uh, yes, yeah, I watched uh, the first episode just before we started uh, of Andor, mm. the um, the latest Star Wars thing, <laughs> um, and I haven't been completely blown away by the first episode, um, this show's gotten obviously a lot of praise and a lot of recommendations, Yes, um, so that's why I finally caved and checked it out. Um, even people who are like, I know Star Wars isn't great anymore, but yeah, Andor that's is great. That was the thing. That was the thing that sold me. As like a bunch of people who are like myself are like, oh, sick of all this stuff and didn't enjoy fucking Boba Fett or any of the other rubbish. Um, but they're like, no, 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 for real, this one's good. So I watched it. Uh, I only watched the first episode. I don't think it kicked into over- overdrive yet. It was a very typical first setting the table episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so not not completely grabbed me uh, uh, by the scruff of my neck just yet. But I will say, good. Enjoyed it. Uh, sets the table quite well for for what it is, and it kind of it, it got me. It convinced me of one thing, which is okay. We're going for a cool show that perfectly walks the line of evoking Star Wars ness without leaning on the same three or four stories that have now been thoroughly right. milked and squeezed and and wrung dry. You know. Because uh, the, the the opening the opening scene in particular actually is is really good, which is kind of Andor kind of walking through a a stormy kind of um, uh, uh, you know I don't know what 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 fucking planet they're on, but kind of a stormy Star Warsy looking kind of quasi red uh, red light district um, into uh, into a a Star Wars bar where will you be shocked? There's a couple of surly guys at the bar who want to start <laughs> oh, a fight with what? him. Um, um, but uh, but but it is not the I don't like you either, guys. Um, thankfully, it is it's Doctor Ezeban. It's Panda Babo. It's some original characters, okay. but um, and just the way that whole scene kind of looks, and also you know, this is a show. It's in four K, looky very nicey on the TV. Um, oh, yes. looky very nice indeed. Um, and so it, you kind of get that. You kind of you kind of get. When this all fucking started, like years ago, when Disney got Star Wars, and like, oh, we're going to do kind of spin-off shows. You're like, okay, cool, yes, do something that's not fucking lightsabers. And oh my God, here's Darth fucking Vader again. And oh, look at the, please, no, don't look too closely at Luke Skywalker's face, but just look at him. He's there. Isn't that nice? <laughs> um, none of that shite. This gives you what you want, which is, which is kind of like real kind of character-driven stuff 
in that universe with all the things you like about Star Wars, the style, the, the That's music, what was good about the, Mandalorian in the first season. In the first season, yeah, before they got it, before they had to tie it into broader Star Wars stuff. And hopefully this doesn't go there. I don't know how how much, if at all, this ties into Rogue One or if this is just, hey, we're doing this guy's preamble story this is a character from rogue one if you don't remember which is fair enough because i like that movie but it was not exactly the most memorable cast of characters um but yeah i i enjoyed it um it looked really nice like i said it was a very table setty episode you got a feel for who the character is there's there's a there's a broader plot uh, that you don't quite know what the 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 specifics of just yet there's a thankfully there's a there's a uh kind of um overbearing imperial kind of mercenary force that's pursuing him but they are not jedi hunters and they're not stormtroopers they are kind of basically they're they're kind of leaning more into like broader sci-fi kind of like the corporations own certain planets and there's a security force that works for the corporation who reports to the empire but you're not seeing stormtroopers is my fucking point you're still they're still on the run from guys in control rooms who are kind of like oh, well sir he couldn't have passed through the fucking force field uh but it's not it's not imperial guards and stormtroopers and it's 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 getting away from all that so yeah first episode in good little table setter i will report back next week and see what else uh, what else it has offered up um nice. but yeah no no other no other telly this week just just more fraser we finished up season six um, uh, today um yeah and it's it's great um yeah, and I think that's all the telly for the week. Uh, Paul, you've been listening to a new trendy new album that the youth are listening to. Yeah, um, it's the Arctic Monkeys. They're back again. They're back. They're wow. back in pog form with their new album, The Car. Um, so let me just give you the rundown of this. Uh, Please album do. Here. Clocks in at a very respectable. Um, like 37 minutes. Okay. Which is a nice little listen. I'm trying to find the Wikipedia page for it, but I'm, that's like, I mean, these are all, sure nebul- one. <laughs> these are all nebulous terms in 2022, but is that like, like an EP almost? Almost. Uh, it's got 10 tracks, 37 minutes and 18 seconds. Yeah. I mean, EP almost nowadays, like I see EPs come out that are just singles really. So, I mean, all these terms now with streaming are a little bit interchangeable, aren't they? Um, so the car, the latest Ar- Ar- Arctic Monkeys, I think it's their seventh album, maybe. Uh, out to pretty uh positive reviews across the board. Um, swooningly glamorous and musically theatrical compared to the diverse works of David Bowie. Hmm. Um, uh, it sounds pretty much like their last album. It's, okay, uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it features a wide array of genres that includes orchestral rock, lounge pop, baroque pop, and funk, as well as elements of jazz. Um, what I would say is it includes... I'm singing a song about being real cool. Oh, Michael Bublé. It's, it's, it's almost bordering on Bublé. Um, <laughs> bordering now, on Bublé. Now, to be fair, I've in the past said, you know, Arctic Monkeys lost their swagger. They've lost their arrogance, their swagger. I I think that's maybe unfair. I don't th- I don't think they have. It's just that their swagger is uh, is is not um it's not a Liam Gallagher swagger anymore. It's more of a I don't know almost a Burt Bacharach swagger. <laughs> um, they're definitely a bunch of crooners now. Matt Helder is the drummer who used to be known for 
real fast-paced, like real fast-paced drums throughout the, the early singles. There's barely any drums. Like you could have a Meg White come on and do it. Like it's very, very simplistic. Um, now that being said, I don't dislike the album. There's definitely some tracks on there. I'll say Body Paint, which was the second single, is very listenable. And it's probably is my favorite track on the album. Um, Hello You, I quite liked as well. So there's stuff on there that is permeating through the, uh, you know, 70s influenced. It's very loungy, very, like I said, Burt Bacharach, very smooth, very croonery. Um, not rock at all. They're like a million miles away from rock now. But there's still some songs that kind of permeate that and kind of stand out where the other songs kind of start to feel the same. Um, I just wish there was a bit more diversity. I wish there was one track in there that had a, a, a BPM above like 40. Right. Um, and there isn't like, the, even though, you know, Wikipedia here is telling me that it's, you know, characterized by all these different genres. Like listening to it, you wouldn't be able to tell. They, mm. There, there is. Um, I think Dan Cairns of the Sunday Times is, has uh, nailed it here. He noted a sameness of texture, pacing, and delivery on the album. Okay. I think that's absolutely on the ball. Uh, infuriatingly opaque. That's that's a bit pretentious, but <laughs> it's it. Uh, it definitely is a bit samey sounding. Um, and knowing what these guys have in the magazine, you wish that there was a bit more energy to it um but you feel like you know it's the kind of thing that you can imagine alex turner recorded the vocals kind of laying down on a nice chaise long or something mm. <laughs> you know being fed grapes in between takes it's got that kind of sound to it but you know give give body paint a listen and if uh if you're into it like, like I, I think it's quite a good single but if you're into that sound then give the rest of the album a listen you might enjoy it uh less tolerable is Pokemon Shining. <laughs> Which one am I playing? Pearl? Yeah. Pearl. Shining Pearl. Or as I've taken to call it, Pokemon Big Pile of Shite. Shiting um, Pearl. Shiting Pearl. Um, oh my god. Easily. I'm nearly finished. I'm right at the very end. But one of the uh, the worst designed games in uh, in modern history. Maybe maybe dating back to the, the, the early days of the Commodore and the Amiga. Oh wow, <laughs> um, that's a bit much. That's just every design decision that they made. I don't understand the logic of doing it. Like whatever about actual how the game looks and how it performs, whatever. But every time there's a okay, let's implement this. Let, let me give you an example, right? So you can in this game have one of your party of Pokemon walk around behind you because, like in the anime, he got you know the Pikachu on his shoulder. Like that's cool. Um, but some Pokemon are bigger than Pikachu, like a, a Gyarados, for example. It's quite a large Pokemon. Okay, um, so that's going to walk behind you. What happens if you're walking down a narrow corridor and you need to turn around, for example? Surely you'll just be able to walk through. We're not going to put like a hitbox on the Pokemon. Oh, no, right? <laughs> uh, no <laughs> we will do that, actually. <laughs> it's like, why? Why would you implement that? It doesn't make any sense, gameplay-wise, why you would do that. Um, I talked earlier about the fact that um, all your Pokemon get experience, even if you don't use them, right? So, which makes the game too easy because they all level up at the same time. Yeah. 
Uh, so to counter that, what they've done is with the final battles, the Elite Four, which is the, the final boss rush at the end of the game, is they, to counter that, have given all the uh, Elite Four like multiple full restores to heal all their Pokemon. All their Pokemon know like moves that heal HP, like Recover, uh, Moonlight. Um, they all have items that heal health. So rather than fixing the difficulty level in in any way all they've done is make the game too easy for 95 percent of it and then at the end they just made it not harder but longer so you know just as you're you're about to kill the last one oh they healed them back to full health again oh great now i have to kill it again and so it's just massively frustrating to play to be honest um i'll be happy to be done with it it is a, a bafflingly made game um why am I going like continuing with it? I'm not entirely sure because uh, it's easy to have something on the switch while you're watching um, Newcastle against Spurs on the TV. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, I would say of the probably about 15 Pokemon games I've played to date, maybe more, maybe about 20. Uh, I would easily have it as the worst one. Wow. Okay. I think I think no. the thing that's compelling you to go is your inner completionist. It's like you didn't stop halfway through those rock movies either. <laughs> I mean, I have. I have stopped now. But you've stopped um, now. But you've also seen now. more than any other human has ever seen. So, Possibly. You know. um, yeah. I mean, look. Ultimately, there's a point where you have to realize that life is short and not worth spending on finally beating the Elite Four in this game that I have got no emotional attachment to at all. But. Yeah. Um, it's mindless enough that I can be watching football and just tapping a repeatedly to try and beat it. I do want to, I do want to beat it, but, um, it's, it's, uh, as, um, one of my favorite YouTube channels, uh, the needle drop, Anthony Fantano, who does music reviews, as he might say, uh, Pokemon shining pearl is not good, which is like worse than getting a zero out of 10. <laughs> if you get, if your album gets reviewed as a not good is the worst thing. Uh, would not recommend and i i have elden ring on pause because i do want to finish my Hall- halloween movies is a, the priority right now okay once we're out of november everything that i have waiting to go will will start up again uh well i tell you what i would recommend <sighs> i would recommend you play that mfn tiny kin on the xbox yeah you talked about it last week yeah. and i so last i started it last week and i was compelled to keep playing it all day on sunday until i had to do this podcast and yeah. then i was off on i was off work on monday and i played it all day on monday and i got myself one thousand gamer score on that little mf Ooh, on yeah. the xbox oh it was so good it was so good what <laughs> a fabulous game what a what a chef's kiss what just pure distilled video game goodness Oh, there's nothing better than a 3D platformer that really hits. Um, yeah, that was great. I, I 100% of that game in eight hours, which is a good indication of if you want to give it a try. You'll understand within about a half hour whether you like it or not, but I think everyone probably would. Yeah. So so big thumbs up on the Tinykin. Um, <laughs> I got to give a big shout out. I just looked at it, this. This this is a behind the scenes look, listeners. Um, I just had a look at this uh, episode's artwork, and please give your plaudits to uh, to Joe Towner because that is absolutely tremendous. I mean, listener, you 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 can look at your your device now and see the artwork. I've seen it before. I, I'm only seeing it now. That is that is tremendous. Sorry, Barry, I didn't mean to cut across. No, no, you're okay. Uh, I'm just going to go look at this right now as we speak. Yeah, I know. Mean, I know we made the joke, but it's it's been it's been perfectly executed there. 
<laughs> yes, very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, what else was there? Uh, yeah, playing Last of Us Part 1, obviously. Um, didn't play much Horizon this week. I'm trying to, I don't think there's too much else. I, I, I mentioned that, like, like, I think last week I got back into Rumbleverse. Rumbleverse is really, 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 really fun, and they've, they've fixed a lot of stability issues on it. So I'm, I'm still enjoying that. And uh, I think I'm probably done with Midnight Fight Express, which I talked about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game's quite long, and it's, like, re- the story is, like, really obnoxiously, like, turn off, like levels of annoying so I, i'm not sure if i'm gonna bother finishing it again like i was saying about alien isolation it's a game pass joint so it's kind of like once once they outstay their welcome they're just you know i'm just i'm done with you um yeah not too many games this week um uh, but we're coming into the busy game release season fairly soon uh with god of war and whatnot around the corner Mm. Uh, and with that though i think we are done for the week uh fairly fairly busy edition of the show this week big hearty quiz there at the top to get us uh, uh to get us going right thank you again joe for that uh yeah that's gonna do it for this week's show thank you so much our dear listeners thank you everyone for uh for checking the show out if you do want to get in touch do tweet us or send us an email chairshoppodcast.com little form there you can send us your feedback your questions or you can do a quiz if you so choose which would be lovely and uh yeah we'll be back next week with more of the same until then it's goodbye from me barry it's goodbye from joe goodbye it's goodbye from paul oh crrr.